ain't a podcast that's flyer. You are now tuned in to Direct Misfire. Benson, you and Selick, tell everyone to tune in. Let's roll the dice, let me show you what we do win. A fantasy war game, play it smart and you win. What you know about the crystal pen and the retribution? Hero, hero, giants and knights galore. It's an adventure, this is Kings of War. Let's go. The Sylvan Kin, the Fae, inhabit the most magical parts of the forest, among the fairies and nymphs that dwell there, and they are a rare sight to behold. They are a capricious and elusive people, deeply suspicious of most other beings, even distrusting their fellow elves. They are one with nature. Hello champs, and welcome once again to a, another Direct Misfire Army review. Joining me today, as always, is Selic. Hey all. And Hugh. Yo. As we analyze and dissect the Sylvan Kin Army list. So pull up a seat, grab a drink, and let's get into it. Okay, it's been a long time since our previous army review. Hopefully this one's not too bad. It looks uh, interesting for anyone who is interested. It shouldn't take too long either. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's a fairly concise list. But before we get into any of the units, we'll start off with the upgrade that some of them can take. We'll just explain that now so we don't have to do it later. And that's the Deathroot Arrows. So basically you pay for this upgrade and then that unit once per game can burn it or use it. And they can reroll up to three dice that have a natural one to damage. So it's like Vicious, but not very good. Yeah, it was sort of one use vicious, basically, because, I mean, how many ones are you going to roll in any given roll a shooting unit hit situation anyway, right? Like, yeah, th three feels like about the max anyway. Like, maybe there's a there's a world where you roll like five ones on a single six dice roll or something like that, and then this is worse than vicious, but... <laughs> Depends. I mean, if you spoon, that's... <laughs> the rest of the time, it's just basically vicious for one, one single roll. I think it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, it's five points... On any unit that can take it, I think. And very few units can take mm. it, surprisingly. Mm. But it is... Uh, yeah, it's the kind of thing that you might throw five points on at the end of your list because you have five points left. But generally, it's pretty bad. And one of the reasons it's bad is that very few units... In fact, I don't think any of the units that have access to it have any piercing, So at least on base. So you, you're wounding on sort of, you know, let's say four plus, maybe three plus at best you know, to do your damage. So the value of a reroll is modified a bit by how likely it is to succeed when you do said reroll. So if you're rerolling twos to wound, that's a very valuable reroll. Like if you're rerolling ones to wound and you're two plus to wound. Yeah. If that makes sense. Or you're rerolling ones to damage, perhaps I should say, and you're two plus to damage. Then you, your reroll is very likely to result in an additional wound. But if you're doing like five plus to damage and you're rerolling ones. Yeah, you're basically spending five points to like one time reroll maybe two dice or something and then maybe do But one even then, like if you're damaging on fives, it's not just reroll any missed dice, it's reroll natural ones. So there's that um other mm, bit to it. That's right, that's right. And my other my other criticism there is that the two units that can actually take it have such low attacks and mm. they're hitting on fours, like the Glade Stalkers, they've only got ten attacks. So after you say hitting on fours or fives with cover, the likelihood of getting three ones on that roll is really, really low. So it's very unlikely you're going to get yeah. your three rerolls out of it. Then even if you do, your rerolls are unlikely, like not very likely to convert into damage. Mm. Uh, and it's one use. It's super duper niche, which is a shame because for an army-wide rule, 
Um, I think it doesn't really get much worse than that one. When you compare it to like the Blade of Slashing on a hero, for example, where you can just reroll one miss per turn, also five points, you're going to be in combat like a couple of times. You're going to get that reroll. It's likely to result in a hit. It's going to be crushing, whatever. That's just so much more impactful than this kind of a situation. Even though it might read as similar, I think this is actually mm. quite a bit worse. Mm. I agree. And before we go any further, we also have to note that the Sylvanikin list is a theme list, so can't be taken as allies, and it draws a lot of its units from the master list, which is the elf list. Uh, so we're just going to go through the entire lot, not just the Sylvanikin-specific uh, elements. And on that note, we'll start off with the first entry, which is the infantry... Bosque Wraiths, with no space between the Bosque or Wraiths. Benson, if I could be so rude, just before we start off, I wanted to make the comment about this <laughs> okay. list overall. And that's just that I had never read this list before in my life. So I'm just going to go out and say, look, this is blind leading the blind. <laughs> I don't know much about this at all. I've never played Sylvan Kin. They seem to be extremely rare around these parts. But with all that said, I appreciated the listeners voting this one up because I really enjoyed reading through this list and I think this list is so cool. Okay, you done? <laughs> <laughs> all right, where was I? Okay, Boss Grace. Yep. <laughs> Proceed with the business. Sorry, sorry for adding flavor oh, to the conversation. It's like almost 10 minutes in. <laughs> Or maybe not that far, maybe five minutes in. Okay, boss race. Okay, third attempt. What are they? Infantry. They speed six, melee four, no ranged attack, and defense three. They come in troop and regiments only, so no hordes on these guys. 20 attacks on the troop, 10, 12 nerve for 115 points. Or the regiment, 25 attacks, 14, 16 nerve at 175. These guys are elite in combat. They have fury, pathfinder, and wild charge D3. And they've got a couple of keywords, boss, Wraith, elf, and verdant, which may factor in later on. So the berserker unit of the Sylvankin. Pretty cool. Yeah, they're very cool. Um, particularly at the troop size, I think that's where they really come into their own. 14-16 is a little bit low nerve for a defense 3, 175-point unit for me. Yeah, it's only 5-point difference. In t- mm. or sorry, 5 attack difference between the two levels for 60 points. Mm. Yeah, I like the multiple troops, I think, is the way to go here. Yeah, yeah. a couple of these floating around you know, behind your lines or whatever and then getting stuck in there seems pretty scary. Um, but mm-hmm. so many attacks, like, yeah, you, something's got to stick even with no crushing and with the uh, 12 inches plus D3 charge, um, yeah, hopefully they're going to get where they need to be getting through the um, through the forest or what have you to sort of get into a flank or something. Mm. Is pretty 13 scary to 15 charge range mm. is pretty good. Yeah, they remind me of the um, Elf Berserkers from... The yeah, Northern Alliance yeah. list, similar vibe, because they've also got Wild Charge D3. And the Elite with the lots of attacks yeah. is also very good. And Fury. <laughs> and Elite, they're basically the so same unit, actually. are we <laughs> giving these guys any items? I mean, probably not at the troop level. No. Are we taking regiments? I just don't think it's required, so I don't think the regiments is worth it either. I think the what you pay for in those that, that point increase, like the 60-point increase, is your unit strength bumps up by two, but I just don't see this unit surviving the game as a yeah, regiment. So four. they all of a sudden mm. just become a, a bit more of a threat. Yeah. So, uh, like, I mean, I'd just take them in two troops, I think, is how I sort of would look at it. Um, not using them as chaff, though, as such. Um, just that annoying unit that has to be dealt with. Yeah, they're an interesting unit because it's such an elite army of quite expensive units for the most part that um, it might be difficult mm. to fit them in. 
there are certainly some builds where these guys could be really scary. And I get what you mean. Like it's so often in Kings of War and ranks and flanks games in general that you kind of feel like you want two of a thing so that you can sort of have redundancy and they can hold one on each flank or whatever else. And I, I feel mm. you there. Two troops of these could be nice, but um, even one troop, because I think two troops is going to be very hard to afford in this list. But having one floating around just sort of in your back lines ready to pounce on a good opportunity could be really nice. Yeah, and that uh, wild charge D3 will catch people out for sure. Mm. Yes. Yep. So how about you tell us about the Tall Spears, Selic, because uh, you've used these all the time in your um, elf list? Yeah, the Kindred Tall Spears. Uh, so Speed 6, Melee 4, no range, and Defense 4. Uh, they come in Troop, Regiment, and Hordes. Uh, the unit strength is 1, 3, and 4. The attacks in the troops is 12, Regiment's 15, Hordes 30. The nerves going down there is 10, 12. And the regiments is 14-16, and the horde is 21-23, and the points 90, 140, and 230. The special rules, just like the elves, is elite with melee only, and they do get phalanx. What are your thoughts, Benson? They seem seem solid enough. I mean, melee 4 is fine, defense 4 is fine, coming from goblins for 140 for a regiment. 15 attacks 14 16 yeah it's all fine it's nothing yeah it's it's nothing amazing but i actually don't mind this unit and i think it was uh hugh that pointed out that the regiment size goes up to unit strength three mm. um and 14 16 is a pretty good mm-hmm. nerve like as in it's pretty standard nerve for 140 points with phalanx it does give them a little bit of survivability um, just to hold unit strength in table quarters. Uh, um, so in scenarios like control, um, it's perfect just to sort of sit there and go, all right, well, you can come and get me, but you're going to have to do it by a turn four because you probably need a couple of turns to kill me. Yeah, the regiment's a good flank protector against flanking cavalry units and that kind of thing. I think you take this unit for phalanx because otherwise it's a very middling unit, which, sure, it has elite, but it's quite a lot of points and it doesn't do that much damage even with Elite because it has no mm. crushing, I think, for the most part. Um, but it will hold really nicely against any cavalry or flyer charge because of that phalanx. So I feel like that's why you're taking them. You're taking a more defensive list and either you're having regiments on your flanks or you're having hordes holding your center or some combination thereof. Um, and yeah, they'll, they'll do all right. Mm. I've had some success with the Horde as well. Hmm. Um, just having that 30 attacks, uh, giving either crushing strength, uh, the Brewer's strength on them, or the plus one to hit. Yeah, with the as soon as you put crushing on them, I think they become a nice kind of all-rounder unit. They're, they're quite equivalent to like a Ratkin Shock Troop Horde at that point. Yeah. So what you're saying is if you're taking Tall Spheres, make sure you get either the item or Source of Vein Chain onto them. In a Horde, yeah. yeah. Um, regiment just run at vanilla, I'd say. I would agree with that. Chief and cheerful, yep. And so we're not taking yep. troops. Um, they're, they're not terrible in troops, to be honest. But I think the the purpose of them it changes dramatically. So they're now just a unit strength one sort of. If you've got ninety points left over, and that's sort of you've got the models, I guess it's probably handy. I'd probably rather a regiment of Gur Panthers at that kind of points level, if it was me, or even a even a Baltra. But that's that's probably all about the tall spears. Um, so I think we're over to the forest guard, Hugh. Okay, forest guard uh, come in a troop, regiment, or horde. They have speed six, melee three, and defense four, no ranged. Uh, unit strength one, three, and four, respectively, as you'd expect. Um, they have 10 attacks, 12 attacks, and 25 attacks. Nerve 11, 13, 15, 17, or 22, 24. And the points are 105, 165, or 270. 
So these guys are a weird unit. They have elite, like most elves. They have Pathfinder and they have Thunderous Charge. So this they're this kind of offensive sneak through the forest and charge and do a bit more damage kind of affair. So they're, they're kind of like your tall spears that are a bit more offensive on account of that Thunderous Charge, I guess, and the Pathfinder. But they're uh, not quite as good on the defense because they don't have the phalanx. They've got a slightly higher nerve than um, anything else in terms of That's infantry. right. They've got an extra plus one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One above average nerve, which is cool. That's useful to have. But on a not-so-defensive unit, they're a little bit more offensive because they're melee three uh, instead of defense four. I think this is a cool unit. Like, in a horde... For me, mainly, and we'll get onto some other units in future, which is the main reason that reinforces this point for me, because the Sylvankin have a lot of units that sort of fulfill fairly similar roles, and it's kind of like take your flavor, which one you prefer. For me, this one is nice in the Horde, because its regiment option is quite equivalent to a bunch of other units, and again, you could take whichever one you prefer. I don't think it's necessarily worse, Mm. but this one has a Horde option, and it's your main offensive impactful horde option so if you take this unit with either a crushing strength item or a plus one to hit item or something of that nature then you've got a big old wide unit which ignores terrain because of pathfinder and it's elite melee three crush one thunderous one like that's deadly as hell 25 attacks from that bad boy yeah so for me the horde is the main thing that appeals to me with this particular unit type. Yep, I'm exactly the same. Uh, just literally copy-paste exactly what you said. Horde, bank it in there, give it the plus one strength item. Yeah, there's no other unit in the whole list that really hits quite as hard and can take a hit, like, reasonably well. I'm not, They're not the most defensive Ooh. horde in the game or anything, but just D4 hanging out in terrain and hopefully trying to impede your opponent and uh, a little bit higher nerve means that they they are definitely a good defensive unit but then they really pack a punch offensively as well so they're your, they're your elite butt kicker mm. I don't mind them in regiments because thinking from a goblin player who has luggets which are fearless 15 so these guys in a regiment cost only slightly more have a higher nerve the same defense but a melee 3 with elite and thunderous charge I think that's actually decent fewer attacks but more consistent so I don't think they're as fragile as you might think Especially when you've got other items in the list. Yeah, so I think the regiment's pretty good too. The regiment is good. I agree the regiment's good, but as we'll get on to later, there's some other regiments and things around that price point which they'll compete for. And again, I don't think that they're really worse than them. They're, they're just roughly equivalent, and maybe you want the others. The unique thing about this unit from the Sylvankin list specifically is that you can take the Horde, and the mm. Horde kicks ass. Well, as there aren't other, like big, fat, nasty, 300-point Mega Death Star kind of units in the list. So, for me, that's what this unit fills the role of most primarily. I think the troop is pretty much a waste of points. I think it's uh, not great as chaff because it's the higher nerve and often you just want it to die. It's not fast enough to... doesn't have, like, the wild charge or it's not nimble to get it where you want it to be. So, Panthers fill that role much better. I just think troop's not worth mm-hmm. it. They're not offensive and... They just die a lot easier to compared to the regiment. Yeah, nah. Don't waste your time. Yeah, troops. there's not many there's not many infantry units that you can take in a horde that you actually want to take in a troop, is there really? Like no. it's it's a bit of a scarce thing. And I'm ha- I'd be happy to be more than happy to be proven wrong one day when someone turns up with like <laughs> I don't know, ten troops of 
some kind of elite infantry or something kicks my ass. But until that day, or until I see one on the table at all, really, <laughs> that does anything, I'm uh, unconvinced that uh, troops of elite infantry are any good at all. Even then, it's probably it's a different discussion. That would make it a skew list, and skew lists are very... Um, rock, paper, scissors, it'll work with some or won't work with others. Yeah, and you've got like a boss Boscraith unit or something like that yeah. if you want a troop. And they've got, so you know, they're better. not quite as <laughs> quite as staunch, but they have 20 attacks instead yeah. of 10, and that's just like, that's not much more impactful, obviously. Okay, so we'll move to the next one. Uh, and more interesting units is the Riverguard Tree Leapers. Leapers of trees. Speed 7 on these ones, so decent there. Only four, no ranged and defense four. Troop and regiments only on this one as well. Unit strength one and three, as you'd expect, with 10 and 12 attacks on the two there. 10, 12, no, 14, 16 on the regiment, and 110 and 170 points. These guys come with crushing strength one as standard, and snare, fly, nimble, and pathfinder. And these guys are amphibious, as the keyword states. So they're interesting in that speed seven fly and nimble and pathfinder means they can zip about but they're not super offensive because of melee four and any 12 attacks but then they got crush one as well so it's it's a weird unit an interesting weird unit yep so tell me benson in your opinion what's its job what's its role i feel like these are flankers they don't have a whole lot of attacks up front but they should be able to get flanks pretty easy with a 14 fly nimble pathfinder so you can kind of sit them behind terrain and then tree leap over into flanks hmm it's funny i don't see them that way even though i think they could 100 percent be used that way hmm. i see them as flying ambles i mean the ensnare really helps for they that. fly they're nimble they're pathfinder they're ensnare so so for me what that says is like crush one 10 attacks in a troop big deal but i actually prefer the regiment for this particular unit and what i like with them is holding them back until kind of the late game so your opponent's coming towards your archer line or your uh, silver breeze cavalry, which we'll get to later, or like some sort of, you know, range threat or some description, some squishy elves. And then these dudes like jump out from behind the trees and position themselves in an annoying manner, kind of like a chaff unit, I guess. But instead of dying, you get them in a position where hopefully they have to uh, be impeded and charge through terrain. And then you've got ensnare. And it's much easier to set that up when you have... 14-inch fly, and then a rotation, and pathfinders you can land wherever you want. I think that's that's it. They annoy people. I don't think they're going to make people complain on the internet. But if you hold a unit up for two turns, that's mm. awesome. I mean, yes, it's 170 points. That is an expensive way to do it. I, I admit that completely. And they're not necessarily better than just two units of chaff. But I really like the idea of them. I think this is a really cool unit. I read this unit and then I read it again and I stared at it for about a minute or two and I'm like, what the hell does this unit need to do? <laughs> and that's kind of that's where I ended up landing, which could be wrong, but hmm. Well you're right. It's not gonna kill anything, but it's gonna be harder to kill. Like I mean a low ish nerve, fourteen sixteen for hundred and seventy points with an snare, defence four. So it, you're right, it's probably going to do one to two turns, depending upon what it's picked on. If it picks on something with melee five, I think that's your best bet. It'll survive a hell of a lot longer, obviously pushing everything up to sixes to hit. Mm. Um, it's standard but, yeah, regiment. It's still gonna, mm. Yeah, it's still going to lose wounds, though, uh, at defense four. It uh, totally is, yeah. But I think what it does is it gets in the way of something and doesn't die in a turn. Like, other things that get in the way of things die in a turn. This unit is meant to get in the way of something 
and hold it up for effectively two turns. Because if you land in two inches in front of a horde, mm. they're in a spot where they just can't get rid of you. They can't charge you and kill you realistically because they're minus two to hit at that point. Next turn, like they yeah. probably will do a few damage, you're right? And then next turn, they probably will get you, but that's not even a sure thing. Like if they just fluff their attacks, but even like a horde of elite infantry, they can't kill you in a turn with, with minus two. So I think it's all about setting up that minus two with this unit. Yeah, and I think across the entire Silverkin list, they lack a lot of uh, punch, I guess, um, and a lot of crushing strength mm. across the board. So having a unit like this that can buy you two turns um, can actually be really helpful. Yeah, and I think you either, if you get wavered, you don't care too much because I think you probably don't countercharge a lot of the time. Like if a big nasty unit charges you, you don't really countercharge with your 12 crush one attacks and get two damage in. Instead, you just reverse an inch and make them charge through that terrain again. And also remember, you do have access to a fair amount of heal in this list. So while you were saying before, so like that they would be taking wounds and being ground down, they can easily be brought back up to a healthy status as well, if you wanted to play that way. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you could. If With a heap of heal, I think this unit could be a huge pain in the ass, like massive pain in the ass. If you just keep backing off and healing this unit, <laughs> man, that's so annoying. That's so annoying. I get that the... Uh, the uh, tree kin kind of characters that we're going to get too soon have a similar role in that sense but these guys are just so much quicker and nimbler and more maneuverable than those guys are all right so we'll jump over to ranged infantry now and i guess the first one off the rank is the kindred glade stalkers so those are speed six melee four range four defense three they come in troop and regiments for unit strength one and two and the attacks is eight and ten uh, nerve is 10, 12, and 14, 16. Pretty standard there. Points 130 and 175. They have a couple of special rules. Elite, just across the board, so no, not isolated down to melee or ranged. Mm. Pathfinder, Scout, and they all have nice pretty bows, which are 24 inches with steady aim. They do have the option, one of the two units that have the option for the death route arrows for five points. What do we think? Hmm, is what I think. Mostly. I love these kinds mm. of units but I don't really get... I wish that they just were less bad. Uh, like rangers, dwarf rangers is probably my favorite of this kind of unit. That is the... I've got a heap of special rules on this kind of scouty, sneaky, shooty kind of unit, but I cost a majillion points, don't do that much damage and aren't that hard to kill, which is not... You know, when your damage output isn't that high and your defensive output isn't that good, or output, it's not really output, but you know what I mean. Mm. <laughs> uh, then you're in this weird spot where it's like, if I cost a lot of points, like what am I really doing? And there's so many units like this, like Scurriers in Ratkin is, is a classic one that I bagged out in our review um, <laughs> and, and others like it. But I really like this kind of unit and I'm so compelled by them and I always want to take one or two in my army lists and they're the kind of thing that I add a troop and a regiment or two troops or two regiments or something. And then at the end of the list, I've cut them like every time because hmm. <laughs> hmm. they just don't fulfill an effective enough role. They have so few attacks. And this is the army for it. This is your sneaky, you know, wood elf vibe. That's what the Sylvan Kin are about. Ranged four is good. Elite on top of that's good. Yeah, they're very efficient shots, but they're crushing nothing. So if well, you don't want them in combat. That's why you got Pathfinder. Uh, sorry, piercing nothing is what I should have said. But like, if you, you, heaven forbid, you have to fire at something at defense five, right? So hopefully you're shooting something defense four or maybe some defense three chaff or something. But if you're shooting defense five, like these guys are just going to do stone nothing, even with their range four rerolling ones. 
what's that, two to three wounds? Yeah, they're locking in, in about 1.89 wounds. Like, it's pretty bad. But 130-point troop. What do you think troop or regiment for these guys even? I think it's tough. I think it's, it's, it's definitely in that sort of confused what is its role. So if it's scouting, it's got to be really careful about where its positions. And with this sort of list, it's going to be really hard to out-deploy things. Mm. Um, so you're generally going to get a counter. It's vulnerable to plink damage. Any sort of magic missiles that are coming over, like lightning or short arm fire, is going to slowly grind it down and start getting tests really, really quick. Mm. Um, particularly with defense three, like that's and so yeah, you can go well, keep it in the forest and keep getting cover, but it will still slowly go down. With all this said, my one experience that I played against two units, two troops of these guys, it was with regular elves, not Sylvan kin, but yeah. they're in regular elves as well. And uh, he played two troops, and there, there was a heap of other things going on in the battlefield. But the thing that interested me is I had a horde of um, a horde of uh, ratkin uh, shock troops, like pretty good unit. It probably had an item on it or something. So we're talking in like the 250 point kind of range horde unit mm. that will obviously cream them in combat if it gets in range. And they just sort of scouted forward into range first turn, shot them. They move like Ratkin guys move forward, shoot them again, shoot them again. So these two troops shooting out 16 shots a turn. It's only a defense for kind of elite unit. So I suppose that's probably somewhat their, their ideal target uh, other than maybe chaff units. But to my surprise, like as I got closer, I finally got in range to charge and they'd done a heap of wounds. And then, you know, I charge one and then the other one, like he got me in a spot where if I charge one, the other one would flank me. So I charge one, the other one flanks me and then they've got Pathfinder, 16 attacks, elite hitting on fours, like still do enough damage. And it took me off and I'm like, man, I just kind of got mm. kind of got owned by these little two troops ago. <laughs> it's actually about equivalent number of points but it felt like these piss weak range units i'm just going to own them <laughs> and i i kind of realized oh, maybe this unit isn't quite as bad as it looks like in the but i do feel a bit like that somewhat ideal circumstances i think you've nailed it though there you, you can't ignore them because if you no. ignore them that two point particularly in the regiment they will chip away and they will constantly do damage. And as you know, turn five to seven, those two to three wounds is sometimes the difference and yeah. the difference in a game. Mm. They're about two to two wounds, two to three wounds a turn on average, which is mm. not bad. I mean, yes, they've only got eight shots, but two to three wounds is not that bad from a ranged unit. Like most ranged units in Kings of War are hitting on fives. They probably don't have elite or whatever. They might have more attacks, but it boils down to like, one two three you know if you're in that two to three wounds reliable range it's actually decent at damage output and it yeah it caused those panic checks and stuff from time to time a route check i feel like one troop of these could fit in some lists i want to love them i still think they're not great <laughs> but like yeah i think you could chuck a unit into a list or two death root arrows can go jump on a bike though yeah if you got five points, mm, yeah, not still not even that healing grew. Uh, why don't you tell us and compare the Glade Stalkers to the Kindred Archers, Hugh? Well, the Kindred Archers are your cheap and nasty version of that similar kind of uh, backline shooting unit. Um, you've got a troop, regimental horde, speed six, melee five, defense four, range five. So I think I think it's a pretty fair thing to compare them, as you said, Benson. So we're talking one lower melee and one lower range. Mm. Uh, and one higher defense, funnily enough. 
don't know where they get their extra defense for. Maybe they wear a helmet or something. They wear, wear more clothes. They wear more clothes, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you got a... So, troop, regiment, and horde, unit strength 1, 2, and 3. So, one lower than a uh, non-shooting unit equivalent would be, as is the norm. Attacks 8, 10, and 20. Same as the Glade Stalkers, except doubled in the Horde, of course, because they got the Horde option. 10, 12 nerve on the troop, 14, 16 nerve on the regiment, 21, 23 nerve on the Horde for 90, 120, and 210 points, respectively. Uh, so they have elite ranged only, not combat, uh, and they've got bows. So as compared so to the Glade steady Stalkers, aim, yeah. yeah, no steady aim, no elite in combat. They're, they're noticeably worse in combat because. They hit on fires and they don't have elite, so they basically do three-fifths of bugger all in combat. But uh, while as the Glade Stalkers can sort of reliably put out a few wounds. And I think the difference there is that like, if a unit gets really close to you after you've been peppering it with shots all turn, Glade Stalkers have this sort of realistic option of charging in um, and finishing off a unit that you've already done a bunch of damage mm. to, and they'll actually do that fairly reliably because of Pathfinder elite. Uh, but the Kindred Archers, like you just don't, charge ever <laughs> because they're melee five and unless you're using them as chaff yeah yeah that's it i mean that you don't charge with the with the purpose of killing something put it that way so they just sort of stand there <laughs> yeah. and they shoot that's what they do but the troop regiment and horde options gives you a lot of different different versatile options um, and i think the troop is kind of not a bad unit for sitting at the back as you were saying select mm-hmm. versus the tall spears because they can pepper out a few shots they're not going to do that much with their shots they're much less likely to get that reliable... Like, the reliable two to three wounds... Better than nothing. ...of the Kindred Guide Stalkers is, mm. is more like a reliable kind of one-ish wound. But that one-ish wound um, is still a wound, right? Like, it, it's still it's still enough to cause a panic check as long as you don't fluff your dice completely, which is, mm-hmm. as you say, better than nothing. That's okay. And I actually like the regimen of these guys quite a bit mm. because that 14, 16 nerve and defense four... A lot of archer units have defense three. These guys have four... And just 14, 16 nerve to just chill on an objective in the back line, pepper out a few shots from time to time, do a bit of this and that. Because you've so yep. often got a backfield objective, I really like having a backfield objective unit that is designed to just sit on that objective. And for me, the two types of units that do that well with a decent nerve so that people can't just... F- the kindred archers on the other side of the board can't just fling one wound at them and kill them, which sometimes happens if you try to you know, hold it with like a unit of chaff mm. your regiment units that do that well you've either got like your kind of zombie type unit that sort of does nothing but is super cheap or you've got this kind of unit so a kindred archers regiment unit that will hold against a bit of light fire and keep chilling on that objective quite happily but they'll pepper out a few shots in return on the other side of the board so i, I like that that hordes seem like a Difficult choice to make. Mm-hmm. They don't it used to be a mainstay for yeah. elves, right? But yeah, but that, that ranged five just sort of kills it. That's a lot of points investment for a whole lot of nothing, really. Yeah, it's a unit strength three unit that if it gets in combat at all, it, it's not going to immediately die. Probably, like if you charge it with a unit of like a troop of cavalry or something, it's not going to die immediately. But it it is hindered. It can't do really anything back in combat. It's just gonna it's gonna die sooner rather than later. So it's kind of it's just this big old target. They're I as good as goblins in combat, mm, yeah. which yeah. is not good. <laughs> totally agree with everything you're saying, guys. Um, so as a person that used to take hordes of this every single time, range five did change it. 
And that changed the purpose for the Kindred Archers for mm-hmm. me. So now it becomes an unlock. And Hugh, the way that you were using it in your analogies there, if you just deploy it in the back line, you put it in some forests, and 1416 plus getting hindered, um, they stay for two turns pretty much every single time. Mm. And they're putting out, like, what is that, like two wounds a turn or something, if you don't pay them attention and yeah. you're not giving them a threat. Uh, the Horde now is... Even though they've made it cheaper, it's still a threat and it will get shut down easy enough. And without the steady aim, it's not that versatile and you can outmaneuver it. And it's a lot of points in the grand scheme of things for not much output. Mm. So, yeah. For me, it's troops or regiments only. Mm. If you're looking at a horde and you want to give them an item, like let's say you gave them some sort of... Who cares what the item (laughs) is, right? You're You're 210 plus a little item or something. For for two forty two regiments, I'd much prefer. You've got more unit mm. strength, more versatility on the battlefield, same damage output. Yeah, yeah, I prefer them at the regiment now, and I think the troop is a perfectly valid choice as well. If you're a bit low on points and you just want someone to chew on the back and shoot out a few shots, mm-hmm. but I do think that yeah. extra thirty points to upgrade them to a regiment is usually worth it. Yeah, uh, the, it's a very low threat when I've run it historically. Not many people target it early, so it gets a few more turns than it normally would. Mm. So I think it's an interesting uh, comparison, the 10-shot regiment of Kindred Archers versus the troop of Kindred Gladestalkers, because the troop of Gladestalkers is 10 points more. Um, they are softer on the defense because they're lower nerve, and like much lower nerve. We're talking four lower nerve and uh, lower defense as well. So they're way easier to kill, but they're a little bit better on the offense and they're much more maneuverable because they've got scout uh, pathfinder. Uh, and steady aim as well so so if you want to like sneak around in a forest fling out a few shots and approach an objective you'd rather have the troop of kindred glade stalkers especially if you ever would even consider charging out of a forest into someone's flank so a bit more dynamic in that sense but the kindred archers are just a more solid unit for the unit that you're just sitting on the back line holding something okay and i think we might just do one more before we take a break round out the non-large infantry so the one heavy infantry option that they have here are the Hunters of the Wild. So these guys are speed 5, melee 3, no ranged defense 5, troop and regiments only, unit strength 1 and 3, with 12 attacks and 15 on the regiment, and nerves 10, 12, 14, 16 at 105 and 160 points. And these guys just have Pathfinder and Scout. So it it's difficult because the melee 3, the higher than usual attacks probably on par with the spear unit, mm-hmm. but they don't have any sort of defense cracking ability unless you put items on them. But they're also mm-hmm. defense five, so it's an, it's sort of like a more of an anvil unit for me. They're a weird unit, aren't they? It's a weird one. Scout and Pathfinder, but they're not all that fast. The closest comparison is actually a forest guard regiment because yeah. mm-hmm. they're both you know, roughly equivalent points. 165 for regiment of forest guard, 160 for regiment of these guys. And for that, you get three more attacks and one more defense, which is pretty awesome. But you lose Thunderous Charge and Elite. So those attacks end up... What what that boils down to is if the Forest Guard are charging and they get to use their Thunderous Charge, they'll be a little bit more impactful. Whereas if they're not charging in any circumstance in which you're not using that Thunderous Charge, the Hunters of the Wild, the extra three attacks is slightly better than Elite. Slightly. Mm, yes. It, it works out. I think the Forest Guard in the regiment works out to be like a one extra wound on the charge yeah on the charge you can't just assume it's easy to look at these kinds of units and just assume that you're going to be using thunderous charge all the time but i don't think mm-hmm. that's necessarily a reality you also keep an extra speed on the forest guard and going from five to six is 
kind of big. So I think I agree with Benson. These are these are more of a grind unit. The Forest Guard are like yeah. a get out there and smash unit in the regiment at least. Um, in a horde, they're grindier for sure. But in the regiment, I don't know. I feel like just because you can take Forest Guard in a horde, and for me, I probably would be in my army, I would take the hunters in the regiment rather than a forest guard because they're such a comparable unit i'd rather take a different one <laughs> that's just my personal feeling behind them anyway but yeah you, you need to consider that they are uh, their keyword is verdant as well and there is a an aura on one of the heroes to give verdant units vicious oh yeah. yeah 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 so that that would be helpful sort of increases their punch but again they don't have any defense crack but they're merely three like the forest guard and the forest guard they do have 15 attacks so giving them crushing is not necessarily that silly giving them the the crushing strength item in the regiment form because Mm -hmm. they hit on threes they got 15 attacks like and yeah if the if they had vicious reliably because of that character i think you're in business at that point Mm. also what if what if you took something like blood of the old king on these guys it's not bad because you also do have access to heal and radiance of life so even when you do take damage Mm. from blood of the old king you can bring that back pretty quickly yeah relatively cheap pathfinder unit that you can't really ignore and you can't really remove easily because you charge them they they do still have 16 nerve and d5 so Mm. and scout scout's pretty handy yeah fury would be okay on them as well i think this is an interesting unit like it's kind of neither here nor there and it quite a it gets quite a bit better with with quite a few of those different items but then it also does go up in points i'm not really sure where i land on them and there's not a whole lot of defense five in the list so factor in that as well i think 10 12 defense five is a pretty good speed bump because you can fang them up with scout to begin with and then that's right in fairness they compete with the uh forest shambles i guess which we'll cover after the break but there are yeah also that kind of pathfindery anvily kind of affair hmm all right on that note we will take a break and when we come back we'll top off the cavalry and large infantry and we'll see how we go all right long ago they rejected the ways of the other kindreds and fully embraced the arboreal origins of panathor they are antagonistic to any who would alter the natural order of the world and have little contact with other races most dwell inside the bounds of the mystic forests of Galahir, but a large contingent live in the Twilight Glades. And we're back, and we're going to jump straight into large infantry. They've only got the one option, mm-hmm. and that is the Shamble Shamble Shamblers. Mm-hmm. It's the Forest Shamblers. <laughs> uh, speed 6, melee 4, no range, defense 5. Uh, they come in a regiment and horde, uh, unit strength 2 and 3, uh, attacks eight, uh, 9 and 18. Their nerve is fearless 14 and fearless 17 for the points of 120 and 200. Uh, the special rules, crossing strength 1, Pathfinder, Scout and Shamblin. They also are the Verdant keyword. Mm. Um, love these guys. For two different roles. Um, so as we've sort of discussed previously, the the major weakness across this entire list is that crushing strength. So these guys do come in with crushing strength one. So I personally like these guys in both forms. Uh, so the regiment more as um, like a heavy chaff. So they come up forward, they're dash 14. So really, really handy. They're slightly expensive on the chaff rankings, I guess, with 120 points. 
but if you get them in a flank they can actually be quite dangerous particularly with the vicious aura that's floating around and the horde uh, 18 attacks they're pretty pretty standard i think they're going to be pretty much an auto include for this sort of list it seems like a mainstay really crush one's fine pathfinder's great scout is meh shambling is can be good defense five is good i mean they're just a solid large infantry elemental really yeah, yeah. they do almost like they're a little lower on the damage for your average large infantry unit than a little higher on the defense so they're kind of like your almost earth elemental type equivalents i guess i don't know for me i don't like i kind of have a bit of beef with shambling in general <laughs> um and uh, <laughs> trying to take like your mini little undead unit in your uh, in your otherwise elfy kind of army i guess although i get it like you know we're sylvan kin we like trees or whatever but the <laughs> the whole like um i'm gonna they, they feel like the frogs on easy mode for me so they fill a similar role they get out in front they be an anvil they hold up time for the rest of your unit so that your cavalry can charge in or your flying unit or your uh, your shooters can keep shooting whatever that's their role right they're an anvil for the most part for me anyway well, I acknowledge that, like you're saying, that you can do a bit more with them. But they just, I don't know, I I just feel like frogs are for like the, the genius player, <laughs> the the smart player who's like, frog life, I'm going to hide behind a forest, I'm going to jump out, I'm going to poke my tongue out at you, it's going to be gra- It's going to be rad. Um, and for the, uh, for the player that sort of just likes to move units forward, Seven inches a turn, and then six. You know, if they if they stuff up their six, sorry, if they stuff up their positioning, then they can just surge you in the flank or whatever. And you try to take advantage of your opponent's stuffing up, and they are far less maneuverable than the frogs. Mm. Yes, but they're also less fragile when you stuff it up. But they're less forgiving, is it? Yeah, you know, I feel like this. Yeah, they're pretty. They're good, but they're boring, really. <laughs> yeah, they're boring. I think they're boring too. I agree. That's it. Take them. They're fine. They're boring. I, I don't mind them. Um, I'm boring, I, think I guess. everyone likes them. Yeah, I think it's the crushing strength one that makes them the include. And I, I think the biggest difference between the, the river guard tree leapers, other than being frogs and trees, <laughs> is uh, is that it's the tree leapers are irregular. So they don't unlock where these do. That's right. Very yeah. true. But it's not like you're Very taking true. If you If you're heading for unlocks... That's just another reason why the tree leapers are for your elite gamer. <laughs> well, as these guys are for just your push it forward, bloody I'm a tree, look at me kind of characters. Sure. <laughs> the vicious aura that we're talking about later, this is the one sort of unit that can actually capitalize on it quite well. Yeah. I don't know why I'm taking such a firm stance on this, but you know, this is my hill and I've chosen to die on this I one like for it. some reason. I don't know why. How about you tell us about the more exciting unit, the Windborn Hugh? Windborn unit. Okay. So speed ten. Right on. This is the speed we want to have. Uh, elite, nimble, and windborne arrows. So they have the wind blast seven. And other stats. No, who cares about the rest? So <laughs> they they go fast. They rotate and they shoot arrows. Right on. And they're windy, windy arrows. So yeah, okay. They're a troop. They only come in a troop. They're a one-off. They're a unique special unit of special flowers, and they have seven attacks. Melee four, defense four. So. They're not a good attacking unit, obviously, in melee. Melee for uh, elite, which is nice, but seven attacks, no crushing, nothing like that. And they're 165 points, so they're very, very expensive troop. Got to be one of the most expensive troops in the game, I would I would think, just at this particular mm. thought, moment in time. But 
Yes, they're they're speedy as all hell. Eleven thirteen move. nerve as well. They don't have Pathfinder. It, it's interesting to note. So you kind of got to watch that. Most of the cavalry in this list don't have Pathfinder. It's almost like they've actually thought that maybe cavalry can't just dance through the treetops or whatever, like they do in other lists for some absurd reason. And we all know the wind but, gets caught in the trees. Mm, indeed, that's also a problem. So these guys <laughs> like to flap about on the wind uh, beautifully and wind blast things. So they're 165 point unit that kind of does nothing except move 10, rotate and wind blast something. That's but it. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like that. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, the wind blast does damage. So that's where the windborne arrows comes in. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so if you do what, three and a half hits on average? Three to damage. four. And then, so it's not just damage, it's wind blast. So you just, you're pushing dudes around and then getting some extra damage. Mm, mm, and we all know how useful Wind Blast is. Yes, it's a mainstay staple of every tournament army, isn't it? Yeah. With Elite as well. I know we're all in jest here, but Wind Blast, and I'm still not sure I like this unit, but Wind Blast plus a few surgy units can actually be, it increases in value there. So movement 10, you can get up into flanks, push stuff over, surge it into flanks and can actually be helpful. I'm just not sure 165 points is the investment that I want to do with it. to do that trick because when you're blasting, you're pushing away. So you have to set up beforehand your surgy units to be angled Mm -hmm. looking at the flank you're hoping to push them into. And you can only get one of this unit. Yeah. I mean, it's Mm. so situational and you're a a thousand percent right. It's it's so hard to do reliably. I think if you had undead Um, and you had a heap of surge going on, then that would be a little yeah. bit more realistic. But I feel like that's not as much what they're for. They're, they're there to just annoy your opponents by whatever their most important unit they're lining up. You very reliably knock that unit three or four inches back and do a couple of damage so you can just keep shooting them with the rest of your army. So they're, they're kind of an annoying unit for your opponents to play, but I think that'd be a really fun unit to play. I like this unit. I think it's crap, but I really like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm of the same opinion. I think it's it's rubbish, but I like them. If they were maybe 140 points, I would probably more keen to take them. Mm, 165 is a lot. Mm. Yeah. That's that's a regiment of something decent. Yeah. Yeah, just, just a little bit too expensive for me, yeah. All right, let's get into something that everyone takes. The other cavalry, cavalry unit... Wild Gur Panthers, which are irregular. Speed 10, melee 4, no range, defense 3. Troop and regiments, unit strength 1 and 3 on that. 6 attacks for the troop, 12 for the regiment. 9-11 nerve, 12-14 on the regiment at 85 points and 130. These guys are nimble, have Pathfinder, and are also vicious. Vicious little beasties. So for Jaff, troop's great, because um, speed 10, nimble, you just get wherever you want to. Speed 10, nimble, and Pathfinder, that's as close to flying Jaff as you can possibly yeah. get without actually flying. <laughs> the regiment's okay in terms of damage output, melee 4 with Vicious, uh, and probably getting flanks, because the speed yeah. 10 move up 20 turn. and then Regiment's not bad at all. With. 130, it's, it's, yes, it's only melee 4, but and no crushing, I get it, but vicious and yeah so fast as you said if you can get that flank and i mean you can totally get that flank <laughs> yeah <laughs> <'Cause they're so laughs> that's fast. it that's 24 attacks and a sneaky bane chant with Oof. vicious oh a sneaky bane chant get amongst it love it yeah and that pathfinder means that you're not going to be hindered so they're probably hitting on fours almost all the time apart from phalanx that's like the snare. default 
chaff unit, you'll probably mainly see them in troops, but I really yeah. do think the regiment's got teeth. Unit strength three on the regiment's decent as well. So even if you just wanted to mm. keep yeah, them back for most of the three. game and then contest or completely dominate a section or uh, objective. It's quite mm. a low investment, especially for an elf army, for mm. a unit that is fast, reasonably impactful and has good unit strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. And I guess the primary use um, and why Benson sort of alluded that they're an auto-include or something that people would always take is the the best chaff that you can get uh, without wings. So mm, mm. they're so fast, they're so cheap, um, perfect for this sort of army that needs to buy turns. So And yeah. it doesn't always matter, but but sometimes charging with your chaff and just doing a couple of wounds quite reliably, as these guys will, uh, is slightly better than just sitting in front of it. Like sometimes those two wounds or mm. something like that don't really matter, but sometimes they do. Sometimes and then you double six and then good. you waver them. <laughs> <laughs> if you pull that off, that's just, that's kind of bollocks, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when a heavily wounded unit, this unit is a threat, while as, say, Vermintide, they could easily just do zero wounds. But these guys, they've got relatively few attacks, but they're very reliable. Mm. Mm. Uh, give yeah, them, great don't unit. give them items. Keep them cheap. Keep them. Yeah, keep them honest. Certainly not. Clean. Yeah, they've got everything they need. They've got wild. They've got gur. They're panthers. <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> All right. How about we take some horses? What are the horses got, Selig? Well, we'll go on to the first lot of horses, uh, and that is the silver breeze. So they're a regular. Um, so these are the shooting. Cav. Uh, so speed 10, melee 4, range 4, defense 4, all of the 4s. They come in troops and regiments for unit strength 1 and 2. Attacks are 7 and 14. Nerve is 11, 13 and 14, 16. The points, 130 and 200. Special rules, they've got a, just the one, nimble, um, but they do have short bows, which they have elite and steady aim with um, only 18 inches on those short bows. They do also get access to the death root arrows that you won't take because mm. we said so um naturally as a cab unit they're um height three as well mm. i like them quite a bit i like them quite a lot to me this is what elves are they're just sneaky assholes you know like they just fly around trotting about doing some dressage again it's posing. it's not fly but it's essentially fly speed 10 nimble yeah it's close to fly mm. for sure um the fact that they don't have pathfinder again you've got to actually use your brain with this cavalry unit a little bit in how you yep. in how you maneuver them but yeah you can you can do the whole mongolian thing and like just mm. ride around and shoot arrows at dudes they hit as well as the glade stalkers with uh range that's four right. and elite that's right i mean 18 inches versus 24 that definitely matters um especially if you're facing against flyers i think flyers are the absolute bane of this unit because uh mm. yeah they they have sure they have speed 10 but to get within range with your short bows you need to be within range of charge so mm. against other cavalry and flyers they you know definitely have a pretty strong achilles heel i reckon but a couple of regiments against these of these against like a really infantry heavy army kind of hilarious and awesome in my book i reckon like one regiment with 14 attacks is a bit more of a peppery thing but 400 points sure but two regiments yeah. two regiments <laughs> of <laughs> silver breeze cavalry can put out 28 elite four plus ranged attacks after moving 10 and rotating like that's pretty cool that takes units off and then all of a sudden they become a real threat and like good luck engaging them if you don't have many flyers yep yeah it's a massive investment for i that. love it i love it it's just elves for me 
if you just want to play like hardcore infantry that smack things up, then play a different army. Like if you want to play like Ladi Da, Princey, Puncey, Mofos that ride around shooting arrows at things, then play then play Silverbreeze Cavalry, man. You're an elf. <laughs> I think Fire Oil is okay <laughs> on these guys as well, just because it yep, gives them yep. a pierce on region units only. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and good. it's only a five point investment, so it's hard to get. I don't think you can get pierce any other way. Really? No, no. Seems slightly better than Deathroot Arrows. Although, Deathroot Arrows, this is probably the best unit for them, just purely because if you've got a regiment, you've got 14 attacks, so you've got some chance, as Selig said, of actually rolling mm. enough ones. So you can choose with Deathroot Arrows, right, yeah. like after yes, you roll, yeah, whether you, you want to use them. Yeah. 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 So yeah. That on the turn where you just roll a heap of ones, you do yeah. it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then you probably just won't roll... Well, <laughs> it's a win-win, right? Because if you don't roll heaps of ones, that then game, you're hitting. Then you're like, oh, then you're hitting. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll heaps of twos instead. Yeah. Yep. I like them. No, I like this unit. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't take any more than two, probably. Mostly one just to be annoying, but otherwise, yeah, I think they're solid. Yeah, I like them quite a bit. Probably more than I should, but for me, this is just exemplifies what an elf unit like what elves are in my head like wood elves was my first army in warhammer when i was 12 i started collecting wood elves they were my jam at the time and as much as i've moved away from the pointy-eared gits over the years in a big way like i feel like maybe from playing blood bowl bentham with my elf team but i'm starting <laughs> to move back towards the gits again I, okay maybe like an evil streak is coming back into my life as i've aged a bit more and i'm like i can get back into this kind of a unit uh, another good thing about these guys is if you can keep them alive, because they're speed 10 nimble, you can get them to where you need them to be for objectives mm. and um, areas of control or whatnot. So unit strength two on that is pretty and good. Yeah. They should be pretty handy and pretty easy to keep alive. Um, obviously, I think it was Hugh said, you've got two main threats, really. It's your flies and also your nimble uh, mounted characters. Yeah. Um, mm. So they're the only two things that should catch this easy. Because you've got Scout on most of your units, um, that's all pushing up. So it should be holding off everything else. So you should be able to get your 18 inches range on your short bows pretty well. And Benson nailed it on the head there. Objective play, turn mm. 6-7. These, uh, these are made for it. I think if these guys have survived till turn 6-7, you're doing pretty well. If you've got a regiment of these that have spent six or seven turns shooting the whole time, 14 shots a turn, mm. uh, and then they've jumped onto an objective, you're going to be like, this is the best 200 points I've ever spent. If they get if they yeah. get in a spot where they're like, have to keep backing off because they're getting harassed by a dragon, then like, they look a bit crap at that point. Yeah, but they could still do that. <laughs> like, and I think that's the, the best bit about it. But even if they do get attacked, mm. they don't lose their nimble because it's built in, it's not attached to fly, so they can still zip around. Oh, I forget that. Yeah, yeah that's good. Because I, I rarely have units that have nimble, like proper nimble. But you're right, yeah. If they they got 14, 16 nerve, as long as they hold, they so can just still sort solid. of yeah. hoost the hell out of there like fast cavalry would. Love yep. it. Like it. How about you? Um, they are a regular. They are. Yeah. It's, um, you're taking bunches of uh, shamblers or whatnot anyway, so it's, it's all fine. Okay. If only they had 360 degree Ainge, that's all I want from these guys. <laughs> so they could be like real Mongorians ah, and like, be, shoot backwards uh, on the saddle. Pretty OP. But anyway, tell us about the non-shooting variety. <laughs> it would. It would. Stormwind cavalry, you mean? Yeah. Okay, so these guys... Uh, they're not just breezes, they're full-on winds. They're stormy, just stormy winds, winds. They're storm winds. Oh, yeah, they're angry. So, in they come. They've got uh, wind blast 10. No, sorry, they've so, got thunderous charge 2. Hang on a sec. If we got <laughs> storm, storm cavalry, they should have called the shooty guys slight breeze cavalry. 
Anyway, these cavalry have speed nine, so obviously they're total slowpokes compared with the mighty silver breeze. Uh, they have melee three plus, which is awesome. <laughs> Defense five, which is also awesome, especially when you're a scummy elf. Uh, range dash, <laughs> troop five, regiment ten. Don't know why I called out the unit size. There you go. Uh, unit strength one, unit strength three, respectively. Eight attacks on the troop, sixteen on the regiment. 11, 13, nerve on the troop. 14, 16 on the regiment. Dead standard there, pretty much. Uh, one higher on the one higher on the troop. On the troop, mm. yeah. Uh, 140 points and 215, respectively. So these are your hard-hitting, elite, melee, thunderous two, three-plus, just powerhouse cavalry. So th- th- these are the elves that kick ass on the charge. Um, as long as they're not hindered. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not hindered. So they actually have Pathfinder. It's an unknown fact. But they're, when I said they're 215 <laughs> points for the regiment, what I actually meant is that they're 235 points for a regiment because they have Macquire's Potion of the Caterpillar bottled onto them at all times. That's right. Well, sometimes they're, what, 230? 30, got that's boots right. Because they have mm-hmm. the boots, yeah. Yeah. That's if you have a second unit of them or you were short five points. <laughs> mm-hmm. So these are basically Pathfinder and... Um, Kings of War needs to get rid of those two items, man, I tell you. I need to get rid of them. You need to yeah. use cavalry like a man. I say that even though I myself also take cavalry units with those items. It's just it's too easy mode. Anyway, Thunderous mm. Charge 2, like you cannot afford to be hindered when you're melee 3 and Thunderous Charge 2 because you're going to hit like a wet noodle or like a Mack truck depending on whether you're hindered or not. Yeah, avoid spheres yeah. at all cost. Yes, that's right. Phalanx are these guys' worst nightmare. Um, actually, I played a game, that same game I'm thinking of, actually, I'm not sure why I remember it so clearly, but the one where the... Uh, trauma? The, <laughs> trauma, yeah. Uh, I actually think I won, so <laughs> maybe not, but the uh, where, the one where the little units of um, Kindred Glade Stalkers, the little Kindred Glade Stalkers were like shooting off my shock troops, that same mm. game. He had a couple of uh, Stormwind Cavalry and my little regiments of like, like my tiny, cheap-ass Skaven rat beasts my ratkin friendos were uh were holding up the stormwind cavalry for days because they were just standing in forests with their phalanx <laughs> just saying come at me bro so uh, i do i do love that sort of little regiment of spears on the flank as selick was talking about before but yeah i mean uh, forget that stormwind cavalry are amazing just if you give them crush one as well then they just absolutely decimate anything they're merely three they're just point and click unit yep my only call out here, having used these guys a lot, is that nerve, 1416, will catch you out a lot. Mm. Um, you will get chipped away and you'll be wavered. Standard regiment nerve, right? They just attract more firepower because they're scary. They're a threat. They're, they're a genuine threat. Yeah. So you have to shut them down as a, an opponent. You look across the table at all these things that are shambling over and having some plink damage, and then you have a look at this thing that can actually come across, reach across the entire table, so you have to target it. And unfortunately, like Defense 5 is great, um, and 14, 16 nerve just seems to catch catch you out, and you'll have to run two units to get one in. Mm. If only if only Potion of the Caterpillar wasn't bolted on, because then you could take <laughs> you could take like the Stain Stone or something cheeky like that. It might actually be useful on this kind of unit. Yeah. Fury is pretty good too. Fury, yeah. Um, as is Headstrong. Mm. Yeah, you'll never see it there. But it, it depends on how much you want to invest in an irregular unit once again. Um, I wouldn't be taking these guys in a troop. I think because it's 140 points. Yeah, for a troop. Like, it's a very good troop, and sometimes troops of cavalry are good, but the, the troops of cavalry that are good tend to be quite cheap. Um, yeah. 140 points. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just that's so a, many points, isn't it? <laughs> that's just so many points for something that effectively doesn't hit that hard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, regiments, fantastic. Ignore that terrain. Yep. Point and click. Try not to get shot too much. Stay at 18 yep. range as much as you can. GG. All right, so what we'll do is we'll just go onto their one war engine before we go for a break. And that war engine is a simple bolt thrower. Speed 6, no fighting ability, no melee there. Range 4, defense 4. Um... No unit strength as with all war engines. Two attacks, 10-12 nerve for 90 points. And this bolt thrower has a 48-inch range. Blast D3 on those two attacks. Elite and piercing two and reload, so no moving and shooting. I think ranged for elite is always good for war engines. Mm -hmm. Mm. So it's fairly reliable in that way. So you're always going to be putting um, a couple of damage on. If you've got two, even better. Um, and then it makes it super consistent. Probably wouldn't go three. I don't think you need to spend that many points. Oh, 270 points on six attacks. No, it's not that good. Uh, mm. They're okay. They're an okay choice. Their damage output for that sort of couple of wounds, as you said, Benson, like sometimes they'll do like, I suppose the maximum is six, but yeah. they they might occasionally do sort of three or four with a good shot. But, you know, they're quite reliably doing a couple their damage output is a little bit better point for point than any of those kind of shooting units that we were talking about earlier. Mm. The the regular archers or the sneaky archers or whatever. Um, the the damage output of the bot thrower is slightly better and in exchange for that, you've got a very easy to kill unit that doesn't claim objectives. I don't think mm. many people go for these war engines because there's so much that you have to get through to get to them. It, it's like too much effort to try and do that. So I found yeah. with my fairly average war machines, like as long as I'm not spamming them to make it mm. a threat, they survive the entire game. Yeah, it's just yeah, the, people don't worry about it. I said, oh, it doesn't claim objectives, so I'll be fine. And so this is consistently just putting out a couple of damage each turn and causing those uh, nerve yeah. rolls. They're really solid, especially if you're considering a troop of kindred archers to sort of protect your backline a little bit and fling out a damage or two. Mm. I think you should really strongly consider the bolt thrower instead. It's got exactly the same nerve and defense. Um, but it puts out a little bit more damage um, and significantly more damage if you're talking about a decent defense unit because it's pierce two versus pierce nothing. So mm. if you're fighting something with decent defense, it's going to do a little bit more work. It has an obscene range as well, 48 instead of 24. Um, there's actually not a lot of reason to consider that troop of archers unless you need the unlock, really. Like you don't have the mm -hmm. unlock for the bot thrower, which could well be the case. But yeah, as you said, Benson, I reckon two bolt throwers is great. Really reliable long-range damage. And one, I actually think one is worth considering sometimes because I find that when I've played games with one war machine, sometimes your opponents, maybe not really good opponents, but sometimes medium opponents will overthink it. You know, like if you put it in your deployment zone, you just go, here's a, here's a war machine, deal with it. Yeah, They'll like either put fast units to deal with it when they don't really need to because it's only 90 points it's not going to do that much anyway yep. or they'll like overthink it and try to like put their monsters out of line of sight and that kind of stuff and you're like <laughs> yeah. well if you've if you've there's, got so that kind of a situation yeah. from a bolt thrower that's right and all it does is one wound and gets killed but you've got that kind of maneuverability advantage from turn zero that can actually happen with war machines i think people underestimate that sometimes mm. Mm. yeah the piercing two definitely fills up the weakness in this list as well. Mm. So it can actually put a few wounds down on defense six, defense five units that um, it can actually struggle with. So 
I, I, I love these units and I think uh, not a bad investment for 90 points if you've got the unit strength for the scenario play already in mm. your list. 100%. Yep. Okay, so we'll take a break now and when we come back we will go through the other half of the army, the heroes. <laughs> it's true, it is half the army, man. While the armies of the Fae still continue to adopt many of the traditional elven battle formations and unit types, their appearance mimics the wild nature of the Fae themselves. Armor and weaponry may appear organic and even grown in place, adapting to the wearer. When the Fae are roused to war, the clarion calls of ancient iron oak horns resonate and reverberate through the trunks of the majestic woodland sentinels, a sonorous and mournful note that stirs the creatures and spirits of the forest and summons the great host to battle. All right, we're back again to go through, as Bensom said, the uh, massive amount of heroes uh, that makes up half of the Sylvankin list. It's a very heroic army. It is very heroic indeed. A lot of heroes in the forest. Uh, so the first one that we're going to run through is the Archwraith. With speed 6, melee 3, range dash, uh, defense 3. Got no unit strength as it's only an infantry uh, unit there with 6 attacks. It is fearless 13 for 80 points. Uh, it's got quite a few special rules. So elite for its melee, it's individual, it's inspiring but only to boss greats. It's got Pathfinder and Wild Charge D3. Keywords there, uh, boss greats, elf and verdant. Um, only height 2, but that's okay. Um, don't mind this guy as the War Machine Hunter if you are a big fan of that um, unit. And it's uh, helpful in your meta. Um, so yeah, pretty handy. What do you think? Speed 6 is a bit low for a War Machine Yeah, you have to give it flying. You're thinking you give, give it, it the wings? Give it the wings. Yeah, I'll definitely give it the wings. Defense oh. 2, very easy to fight back with defense any other two, individual. Defense 2, Defense 3. Eh. Yeah, Defense 2, Defense 3. actually don't think that makes that much difference because a lot of other individuals have maybe no crush like this guy or maybe one so if i'm if you're coming at me with this guy i think oh, i'm gonna get your war machines i can just punch you with something else and just easily convert i'm that's not a fan of this guy true that's true but you i mean if you're shooting him at range that it's individual right and yeah. it's dash 13 you have the like even if it's defense too even with a lightning bolt, your fives to hit. How many? How how high is your lightning bolt stat? Like, yes, you're going to auto wound it pretty much. One of the good targets for fireball. No, uh, fireball. If you can get that close, for sure, good for fireball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is kind of appropriate, right? I mean, for a yeah, spooky wooky, <laughs> spooky wooky guy. He likes hanging around archways, waiting for people to work past, and then going. <laughs> I think that's what he's into. <laughs> I think you've got to use him wisely, but you've pretty much got one turn before he's going to hurt stuff. So he's got, with wings, which is, I think, the only way that I would take him, he's going to have, what, 21 to 23-inch range? Um, so you move him up once, and then he's got charges on. So I think he can be quite nasty, particularly with melee three, six attacks with elite. But Benson, you're right. He's a, automatically a target if you've got a, a heavy war machine uh, type mm. list. But... Yeah, I still think it's it's worth thinking about. Um, let's just. I think uh, if you've got two or more troops of boss grace, I think this guy is pretty cool because you've got suddenly then that you've, mm. you can turn him into you can use his inspiring, you can turn him into a bit of a flanker dudes, um, and then you can run around with those guys and just add a few extra wounds, and it's actually kind of a scary mm, little force. Yeah. Um, or as you say, Sally, I like I like the wings on him too. I mean, it boosts him right up too. Is it? 
125, right? So 125. 125. See, but then, like, you can take a king on a horse, which is almost as good in terms of... Different um, roles. Like, defense five, only five attacks, but then crush one with elite and mighty and inspires everyone, not just boss grace. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I... It's, yeah, I, I can't really disagree with that <laughs> you, at all. <laughs> yeah, you got me there. But uh, the, like, I mean, it is only twenty extra points, isn't it, for a, a wider role? So more than one role. Yeah, it's not just the war machine hunter. It's, it's a pretty hard to compete it's, in general yeah. with the king on horse in this army. He's really good, but mm. but also just yeah, I like the idea of having a twenty-inch charging unit with wild charge D three. I just think that's cute. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. <laughs> that, that's about it. Cute. Give it. Um, no, no, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all I can't think of. I would probably avoid taking this thing unless I have a lot of boss greats and no other inspiring. But that is not an army I would take. So if you've got a lot of boss greats, I'm think leaving it out. This guy's in your. This guy's actually coming in your army because. That's actually because where he needs to land. Forget the wings for a second. It would be great if it had an aura of some sort to affect the boss grace, not just inspire them. Yeah, but he adds a bit of punch to, you know, to yeah. to the units. While as if you have say like a like a banner bearer kind of character, he's only a few more points than that, and he's more kind of in the theme. He's quicker. He's cooler. You know, um, he does a little bit of punch. He fits in with the boss grace. He can keep up with them because of the wild charge. So he fits in with that particular scenario, I think, reasonably mm. well as a cheap, inspiring character. Because if you've got a bunch of boss crows, you probably don't have any points. <laughs> but so I don't know. He's got a very niche role, doesn't he? It's very niche. So I've just sort of had a, a bit of a look because I've always looked at this character in the list and said, "Oh, it's going to work exactly like the Gulgas from the Undead." Mm, it does seem similar. Um, so I thought I better actually, before I say it on a podcast, actually have a look at the Gulgas again for an extra fifteen points. Um, the Gulgas gets crushing one, life leech two, um, and an extra point of defense yeah. for fifteen points. Oh. Uh, it, it, it does acknowledge uh, it's twelve fourteen nerf, so it doesn't have a lead either, does it? No, 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 it doesn't. It is a similar kind of unit role still, despite all those differences. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Take it if you've got lots. Otherwise, I wouldn't. I think with wings, even if you do compare the Elven King, it is a little bit cheaper than the King um, if your opponents are always taking a lot of War Machines. Yeah, War Machine Hunter or cheeky, themey, wraithy thing. Yeah. What's next? Forest Warden is a big old tree fellow or a medium... Actually... He's a medium-sized tree fellow. He's he's like if you've got like say a lemon tree, he's about that size. <laughs> he's not really like oak tree size, and so he's nowhere near like sort large of palm bush. tree, he's coconut like tree, massive kind of shrub. Vibe. Yeah, he's more like lemon, maybe lime at a good on a good day. So he's he's mm. speed six, melee three, defense five, unit strength one. So he's large infantry, so he gets to use that to claim objectives. Uh, three attacks, which is obviously pissant. Uh, nervous nerve. <laughs> nervous <laughs> 11 and 13 uh, and 90 points so he's crushed two nimble pathfinder scout so the purpose of this guy I think comes down probably to surge 4 so he if you take mm-hmm. a similar to Archwraith in that Archwraith is kind of I think not bad if you have a bunch of boss grace appropriately this guy is not bad if you've got a bunch of forest shamblers because he can keep up with them by scouting alongside them he is the same speed as them but he can also claim objectives and stuff in the late game which i think is pretty nice but more importantly he can uh 
surge his friendos into flanks and other cheesy such things. It's a shame he doesn't inspire trees, yeah. though. Yeah, that seems a bit weird to me, that he doesn't have inspiring wardens verdant or something. Or whatever. Verdant, yeah. Maybe ver- inspiring verdant would have been too good, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty powerful. If you give this guy inspiring for verdant, you can make an almost all verdant list here comfortably. And all of a sudden, he's very versatile and a scoring. So Why is it such a bad thing that you can take it yeah. all verdant? Why does he only have three attacks? What, what's his deal there? Um, he's probably holding a big stick or something. He's old. Use the stick, man. The forest shamblers have... Uh, oh, I was about to say they have below average number of attacks. They don't. They've got 18. 18. That's no, normal for large infantry, isn't it? Yeah, Cunny at least muster yeah. four. Jeez. Um, they did boost him, though. He used to be only melee four, okay. so I'm glad they brought that down to melee so I three. guess it's good for grounding flyers if they get too close, so they can't... And then, no, I don't know. He's not bad at all. Like, forget his attacks. He's like a fairly like medium-cost mage, especially if you give him the inspiring talisman. Mm-hmm. He's a medium-cost mage. He supports like a mage does with his surge, and he has the advantage of, in the late game, claiming an objective. He's mm. not as good as yeah. like a lot of sort of ogre characters at that large infantry kind of slot. No. And ogre characters are like really good for some reason. If you've got a lot of unlocks, it could also be used as chuff just because speed six yep. nimble. And scout. Uh, so he can get in the way. 90 points is solid for that role. If you don't have something to surge, forget about him. But if you do... Yeah, there's no fun. point. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, if you have a look at this whole list, if you've got a spare 90 points, how many options you do have you many. have? Lots. Many lots, options. Yeah. I'd rather a bolt thrower than this guy most days of the week. Yeah. Mm. Twice on Sunday. All right. Let's move on to the Master Hunter. So this fella is a infantry hero. Uh, so we've taken a step back again. Speed 7, melee 3, ranged 3, defense 4, 4 attacks, 11, 13, over 115 points. Elite, so that's for melee and shooting. Individual inspiring for tracker only. Pathfinder Scout, stealthy, and has a has bows. He has many bows, <laughs> which are twenty four and twenty four inch and piercing one. And you can give him the five point don't take item. Yeah. So, what's what's even harder to find the points for in your list than like the sneaky scout? Lots of rules doesn't do much unit. The sneaky scout, lots of rules doesn't do much character. He used mm-hmm. to be a debater in his youth, but now he hunts. <laughs> well. To be fair, he's quite reliable with his ranged attacks. Being three, ranged three and piercing one, and elite on it, and steady aim because he's individual, he should be yeah. doing at least one point of damage every turn. He dishes out that one or two wounds in a similar way to several of those earlier 90-point units we mentioned that can also claim an objective. And this guy also inspires trackers, so that is your forest guard, your glade stalkers, which I guess is pretty solid. We'll say yep. how good they were before. So you don't have to have a themed army per se, but if you have more than one, I'm going to go as far as to say two or more units that are trackers, you take this guy. You've got two or more um, shambling forest characters, you take your forest warden. You've yeah. got two or more wraithy, box wraithy friendos, you take your arch wraith. That, that feels like exactly a similar role between those these three characters. In mm. any other circumstance, I would not be taking these three characters. Yep. That sounds pretty spot on. It's it's pretty hard to take these guys. Yeah, two units of trackers, if you had them, um, rather than a third unit of trackers, uh, so, uh, sorry, two troops, let's say, um, or two regiments, whatever, rather than a third unit of those guys, having this guy in between them, inspiring them, keeping up with them when they're scouting and adding an extra couple of wounds on the damage or whatever, I think that's a, a worthwhile choice. It's kind of like putting even more points into something you've already invested heaps of points into that isn't necessarily 
all that effective. But it does, it's kind of doubling down, right? Like you've already put all those points in you, so you might as well put enough that they're going to actually for a penny, for a pound. be meaningful. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, and it's like piercing one, which is mm. great. Make sure so, piercing one. Yeah, it does help. Yeah, it's good for that role anyway. Chip, chip, chip. Otherwise, take him, leave him home. So who's next? No, you just did Demand Thunder. Then it must be me to go through the Tree Herder. Um, so speed six, melee three, no range, and defense six, the Mighty Tree. Uh, unit strength one with nine attacks, fearless 18. Thanks for being fearless now. And points 260, quite an investment, but pretty hard hitting. Uh, with its crushing three, it's got inspiring pathfinder, radiance of life, which is great, scout as well as strider. It does have surge eight as its spell. And the only thing that you really need to know about the tree herder is that it can be upgraded to wilt daddy, which is obviously a one use only. You can only upgrade one. Um, it does lose its radiance of life, but it increases its tax by one up to 10 and its nerve now goes up by one as well over to fearless 19. It also gains the aura that we've been discussing earlier, which is vicious to all the verdants. And it also gets the cloak of death uh, for a measly 40 points. So it goes up to a 300 point Wilt Father. Mm. How good is Wilt Daddy? It's pretty so good. Tree Herder is like a friendly, helpful ent from the woods that's sort of herding his mates around, just being like, over here, tree. And then the tree's like just chilling. He's like, over there. And it gradually moves. <laughs> it's a very slow herding kind of experience. It's like the opposite yeah. of herding cats. But and, the, and he's he's like giving them life and stuff, probably spreading a bit of fertilizer around and stuff. Well, well, this grumpy. The Wilt Daddy's an angry asshole. He's the opposite. Yeah. He's he's uh, instead of healing his homies, he's making them all cranky, mm-hmm. and he's just uh, I don't know. Got cloak of death. Is that like thorns and stuff coming out of the ground and all that kind of stuff? Maybe mm. three hundred points is certainly a uh, points <laughs> denial ticket. There, do I like him more than the tree herder? Mm. The vicious is nice, but I. As my playstyle, like to try and keep my stuff alive, so the radiance of life mm-hmm. is more for me. But two sixty points, so that's it's a forty point jump. Is it's not cheap. Cloak of Death is better than Radiance of Life, though. Generally speaking, because you don't always have something to heal. You know, like you can just keep chipping away damage with Cloak of Death as long as you're near something. Well, as if you hear, if you're near something, it has to have damage on it to heal it. If you know what I mean. If you're scouting in front, though and you're assaulting the front line, you've, you're generally surrounded by your units. Mm. So it, it is handy. Um, yeah. But I, guess. Yeah, I just think that good. with this list, uh, there's a lot of verdant options. That aura is great. Having both a tree herder and Wilt Daddy um, is great. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot really, of points that, of something that they're not going to remove. Yeah. Honestly, it's borderline broken. <laughs> 260 plus 2... What, 300 for those two units? Yeah. They're dash 18, dash 19, defense 6. They're, and they're, he's verdant, right? So a fellow tree mm-hmm. herder can heal him up. While he chips away wounds at things, yep. the other guy's healing him. Um, and if you've got him, mm-hmm. of course, around some other tree-like units that are also similarly defensively difficult to remove, you've just got this yep. uber anvil that can grind really well. So... Yeah, you get to move your, your figures in the middle of the table and just go, come at me and say, this is going to be a really fun games of Kings of War. We're just going to roll heaps of dice. And Yeah. And the thing with these guys is they are so hard to bloody kill unless you offer up a flank, um, which you can protect with it, which you should be protecting with all the other units. Um, these guys will grind down extremely well, um, particularly with, uh, as I think it was Benson said earlier, 
they do have access to heal as well. Yep. Healing defense six units with dash 18 or dash 19 is just crazy good. Add in that dash 19 with cloak of death and stuff is going down quicker than you're yep. killing it. So uh, it can be great. Um, there is also, I forget which scenario it is, that you can give the tokens out. Um, your tree herder is amazing at holding all of your tokens mm-hmm. um, because it's just so hard to mm. take off in one mm-hmm. turn or even two turns or three turns. Also note um, that... While he has Surge, he's not a spellcaster, so he can't be hexed. And another really good thing about it is the base size, because it's only a monster, not a titan, so it's nice and small. Mm, only a 50 mil. The thing that annoys me about these kind of like really high defense, really high nerve units is that it kind of invalidates certain army types. Like, I get that it's okay to have really tough units, and I think one tree herder or just the Wilt Daddy even, or whatever is fine. But when you take like tree herder and wilt daddy and a you know a couple of hordes of forest shamblers or something you're in a spot where if your opponent's taking like a normal list so many of their units are effectively redundant against you like things that don't have any crushing at all they just do nothing like they just do nothing against you at that point if they've got no crushing if they got like as if they're like a spearman kind of Mm. unit or whatever and if you're heaven forbid you're opponents use an army which quite a few armies like they're kind of forced into this kind of play style but they sort of rely mainly on kind of crushing one lots of attacks that kind of a play style you're just going to outgrind them almost no matter what they do they need to sort of flank and surround you and outplay the crap out of you to even have much of a chance well as the alternative of like if you play an army that has heaps of crushing two and three units that are like I don't mm. know, more like if, if they've got four units of Stormwind Cavalry Bissel or dwarves, something. for example. Or, or, or yeah, Bissel Dwarves that just auto-wound everything and those those kinds of armies. The, the, they can wipe through your Tree Herders or your Wilt Daddies and mm-hmm. sort of make the unit look not very good, then your unit's not very good. It's too much of, like, it makes it too rock, paper, scissorsy for my liking. Yeah. I don't like that kind of thing. Yeah. The other thing that I'll say about that sort of double tree list, um, I've run it in the Elf list before is that it's a massive point sink and the rest of this list, um, more so the elf list than this one, but it does start to uh, consume a lot. And when you take a few units down through the natural attrition of the army, you're left with very few remaining to actually play the objectives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like there are a lot of points and so they should be. So it's not like it's not Mm. like it's unbeatable. I'm not saying it's sort of overpowered in that sense. It's just... It's similar. It's a similar problem to making like a hardcore gunline army, where just every single unit in your army has a range weapon. You know, like when you when you have that kind of extreme, you create this rock paper scissors effect that that makes rank and flank army g- games just less fun. Yep. yep. And what about the Elven King, Hugh? Ah, uh, the Elven King, the King amongst the pointy-eared gits. He has speed six, melee three, and defense five. Uh, one unit, so I see him as like a knight kind of king. He's probably got a heap of armor on and stuff like that. Bit of a, he's probably into storms, breezes, maybe even winds, uh, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. Anything that's kind of a little bit oxygen related, he's pretty keen yep. on. Uh, his unit strength one, sorry, his unit size one, unit strength zero. Attacks five, okay, medium. Uh, 13 slash 15 nerve and 100 points. So crushing strength one, elite melee, individual, inspiring and mighty. So, he's a mighty. He's he's your expensive fighting character kind of kind of guy, but he's very reliable. His five attacks, threes to hit. He can also take a shard bane, which is a unique item, which increases oh, a shard bane. The shard bane. Sorry, the shard bane. 
Isn't it a shard blade? Shard blade. Yes, it shard is. The blade. shard wow. blade. <laughs> I really mishandled that one, didn't <laughs> I? Yeah. Shards, yeah. So the shard blade, so there's one shard blade around, but for some reason every Elven King has one. I don't know how that happened. but So it's a unique item that you can take to increase their melee to 2 plus for 15 points, which is mm-hmm. 20 points cheaper than increasing your melee to 2 plus normally would mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. So that's not too shabby. I mean, it's, sure, he's only got five attacks still, but when you melee 2 plus with Elite and Crush 1... You know, even though you've only got five attacks, you're really putting out like that three or four damage very, very frequently. Like you're just very reliable, which is really cool. He can also be mounted on a horse, which boosts him up to speed nine for a 35 points. I like how much they've increased the the horse points in this edition. It feels more expensive. It feels more right because it is an expensive upgrade, but it does feel worth it most of the time on this particular guy. I reckon, especially with the individual, he just kind of you go where you want. And get in the way. Yeah, you want to get that inspiring where you want, and that reliable damage where you want, and then in a pinch you can chuck yourself in front of something. You're mighty, so they can't go through you even if they kill you, and you've got nerve mm-hmm. fifteen and defense five, so you're very likely to hold something up. He's just a solid all round guy. So that all rounder. Um, so this guy can hunt on a horse. Obviously, he can hunt war machines really successfully with the shard blade hitting on twos. Um, what's that? Fifteen attacks. Mm. Um, really, really reliable. Um, he can also like chase down individuals. He can block. He can add on wounds. Really, really handy character to have. Something that I would almost always take in. Yeah. Place. So with the shard blade, you're calling it shard bane too, by the way. <laughs> Doesn't so, matter. We're going with shard bane with now. the shard blade and a horse. He's up to 150. So it's half again the price. That's with no mm. uh, magic item. He's not as good as the standard elf king because the one in the elf list gets the saber tooth hunting cat, which gives him duelist, which makes him a lot better against for ten points. Ah, mm. so he's more expensive that elf guy. Yeah, ten points is pretty good for duelist though. Okay. Yeah. Can no, you give him great. the shard yeah, blade? Fantastic. Does the shard blade count as his magic item? Nope. It doesn't, does no, it? No, it doesn't. So you could give him the mournful blade, which is 20, I think. And it's, it's shard bane. It's shard bane and mournful bane. Mournful blade. Mournful blade. <laughs> Double the blades. So you could give him two swords and he could just really pack some heat. And then he's just yeah. the same yeah, as the regular elf one, but 10 points more, is he? <laughs> but, Five, five points, five more, points. Yeah. Okay, who cares at that point? Whatever. Yeah, he's a gangster. He does everything. Wish I had him, but I don't. Uh, so let's go to the one that is next in line. It's his son. The Elven Prince. Mm. So basically the same thing, except the attacks are three, the nerves 11, 13, and only 55 points. Still crushing one, still elite uh, in melee, and is an individual. But he hasn't proven himself, so he's not inspiring. And he's not mighty. Yeah. He's a bit of a weakling. But you can give him a subpar horse, which is still speed 9, for 25 points instead of 30. Nah, take a king. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, I mean, you can give this guy inspiring, but what's the point? Uh, he, he just really doesn't quite have a role. With only three attacks... He goes from, an like, a guy that's kind of all-rounder reasonably good at everything to a guy that's all-rounder reasonably bad at everything. So he, he doesn't mm-hmm. do a reliable one damage anymore. He could easily fluff his attacks and not even disrupt something. If it's got, you know, if they've got like a flyer or something like that, He's so he doesn't do reliable, meaningful, constant damage in the way that the king does. He doesn't hold up a unit because he's not mighty. He's only 11, 13 nerves. So he could hold up a unit, but if they break him, they're going to go through him just like any other individual and keep fighting. And he doesn't inspire, which is, of course, the main thing the king's doing when he's not hitting things with his sword. I mean, Mm. he's okay at grounding things, Mm. hitting on threes with elite and then crush one. So he might be able to get one damage 
just to halt it or to stop a spell. Believe me, like it seems like melee three, three attacks, crush one, will ground something <laughs> at all times, but right when you bloody well need it to. A White King's got exactly the same stat line. Admittedly, doesn't have elite, but still, several times needed a White King to, <laughs> to ground a fucking dragon or something. Oh, no, I said it. You have to bleep that out. <laughs> yeah, ground a nasty dragon, and yeah, he just, he just fluffs it every time. What a I suppose you can give him one of the five point items to re-roll one of the damage or hit dice. Yeah, yeah, uh, for that purpose. Fine. But I don't see him in any other role. Yeah, it's it's a tough sell. That you yeah. could give him the uh, inspiring talisman and just take him as a budget king. In which case, he's actually quite similar to the next entry, but just a few more points. I'll tell you what's the massive disrespect, though. The Elven Prince and the Army Standard Bearer, they're not as, not as expensive. Um, so the Army <laughs> Standard Bearer. Uh, so that comes in at uh, also speed 6, melee 4, no ranged attack. Defense 4, no unit strength, 1 attack, 10, 12 nerve uh, for 60 points. So 5 more points than the Elven Prince. I'm sure he's letting him know about it. He, however, is inspiring, unlike the prince. Uh, also has melee uh, elite for his melee with his one attack and is also individual. Also has a subpar horse for 25 points. Yeah. We say subpar. It's the same thing. We're just because it's cheaper. So it's yeah. like bargain based it horses is. when it yeah, comes to just, the elves. It's just like yeah. it's, it's a sprightly filly instead of like a, you know, hardcore thoroughbred Thundermere yeah. or something. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I personally love this guy with the loot. Just to sit behind uh, a whole heap of the units that you've got, just to add in that extra crossing strength that's really helpful in this list. Yeah, and that's probably a more impactful piece on the tabletop than a king that can dish out a wound or whatever. Like, Sorry, not a king, a prince. A prince, so, yeah. So, so the prince that's... Yeah, for five points, yeah. sure, you get a nerve, you get a couple of attacks, you get a crushing... It's inspiring. It's worth a hell of a lot more than five That's points. That's right, exactly. It's just not It's just not enough to compensate for the inspiring. And the other thing is, inspiring talisman is a thing you're very likely to use in an elf list. Uh, so mm. you probably don't want to chuck it on a prince. Yeah, you're right. The, pr- the prince ends up having no role between the standard bearer and the king. The mm. prince is just waiting for the king to die so he can be a king. Yeah, exactly. Really <laughs> Take his horse. All right. <laughs> Tell us about the uh, spellcast, you. So your Elven Archmage. Um, I don't know why all the mages and uh, also the the wraiths like to hang around archways so much, but the the Elven Archmage, um, all the regular mages couldn't make it to the battle, so there's only the Archmage that's available. He is a speed six, melee five, defense four, range dash guy. Unit strength zero, of course. One measly magey attack. Uh, Eleven and thirteen nerve. Which is the same as the prince, but higher than the uh, the standard bearer guy there. Sixty points he is. What a bargain. Individual. He is the master of magic because again, no regular mages were available, so they could only mm-hmm. they could only hire the master at this particular instance. Yep. Um, so just before we continue, he's getting no built-in spells, so you have to pay for your spells. He's the first mage entry I've come across which doesn't have a spell off the bat. So it's like you you don't even have to buy him one, right? So he could just be like a mage that dabbles in <laughs> cantrips. He just like hangs out on the battlefield and like he can like light candles. For- yeah, he can he can like if someone farts, he can like decrease the the the, the potency of the methane on the air with like razzle dazzle, and that's about all he can achieve. But um, you could also give him bane chant for twenty points. Or lightning bolt for five for thirty five points. That's a beefy old lightning bolt. Yep, solid. Yep. Same as uh, a ratkin one, but uh, a few more points. No big deal. 
Um, you could mount him on a horse. Uh, he only has a regular filly available. Not doesn't have the same sparkle in its eye that's available to the King's Horse, of course. But still, speed nine. Uh, you can give him a wind blast for wind blast six for twenty five points, which is of course the most OP option that you'll see regularly mm-hmm. on the tabletop. He has heal four for thirty points. He's got hex three. If you're really feeling like a power Ooh. gamer and you really just don't like spending points on things that matter. <laughs> and Mind Fog 2 for 15 points, which is an interesting little option. I feel like maybe I don't really know why you take that either. So he's got heaps of options. <laughs> uh, most of them are not very good, but he has a couple of really good options. So, yeah, you mm. can probably almost ignore everything past the horse entry there but uh i think he's a really cool unit you can give him so many things spellcaster too so he can be hexed he could be hexed that's correct that's correct <laughs> and i think we should also explain what master of magic is it's basically elite for bane chant heal hex and lightning bolt and mind fog and wind blast so just all the spells that he can take and he can um, get elite mm-hmm. yeah which is great so let's let's have a realistic chat about the archmage mm-hmm. here so lightning bolt with the boomstick lightning bolt yep. eight with uh, elite effectively yep. gold mm-hmm. uh your second one take lightning bolt five um and you, depending upon how you're going with inspiring you either give him inspiring so he has two two mm-hmm. rolls or you give him conjurer staff so we can re-roll one of them your alternate one uh, depending on the play style and the build of your list is that you go the heal option so you put on some heal and then you put on the mm-hmm. shroud of the saint and so you go up to heal six re-rolling ones really really good at keeping your your big trees alive great units i don't build a, an elf list without two of these um and i think that that's largely across most of the elf lists that i've seen as well mm. so you can be you can take the kind of la 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 praise the woods gardeners green thumb kind of characters or he can be the like unlimited power kind of guys that's the yeah. one making the palpatine or the uh, padme <laughs> yeah bane chant can't be farted at either i mean oh, Ooh, sorry yeah, that's, that's it can't true. be on account yeah. of the archmage's other cantrip skills but also because bane chant's good 20 yeah. points to um bane chant 2 usually a lot worse than bane chant 3 because 50% chance of failure versus a 1 in 9 chance of failure, whatever percentage that is, is um, a huge difference. Mm. But uh, Elite does boost that up a little bit. So slightly more likely to not just slightly. fluff it. Oh, sorry, uh, when I said 50%, I apologize. It's uh, it's 1 in 4, isn't it, of failing when you've got Bane Chant 2. Yeah. yeah. So Elite does boost that up a bit. So you don't just get that really critical turn where you charge in with your big scary unit and then you just fluff your Bane Chant. Yeah, but otherwise, I think Selig, yeah. you've just said everything that needs to be said. Yeah. So don't just take every single skill on the mage and just I take agree. like the ultimate archmage that knows his way around every no. mage college about the place because you're not going to use all of them. Just give it a yeah, solid yeah. roll, max yeah. two. Um, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next is the dragon kindred lord. So I think this is our first titan. Well, there you go. So hero Ooh, titan is. speed ten, melee three, ranged four, defense five. He's got his unit strength with his titanic. 10 attacks, 17, 19 nerve for 315 points. Strength, 3. He's elite with his melee only. He flies, inspires. He has nimble and has dragon breath, which is a, just a 12-inch attack with steady aim, so no piercing on that. Minus 10 attacks on hmm. ranged. He's a solid dragon. Pretty yep. standard good. stuff there. Dragons have been nerfed ever since Kings of War have come out, pretty much. They've just got gradually nerfed in the, in the general rules here and there and everywhere, and they're still great. They're still a great unit. 
They still fly, mm-hmm. they're still kick ass, yep. they're still super reliable, they still inspire, they still shoot when you can't charge anything, they're just awesome. Yep, so anything that's yeah. big and beefy that has some good attacks that can fly and is nimble is solid. Uh, it's hard to kind of go wrong with this, just don't fang him out forward so he can get flanked and you'll be right, really. Yeah, I think he does exactly what's on the box. Um, so he's all about getting your opponent to think and sweat, I guess, because as you've said, Benson, you're not going to throw him out pretty much in the first two turns. Uh, it's going to be three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. seven um, that he's really getting out there, and it's just making sure that you're using that dragon breath as much as you can in those first two turns, if Something required, to sort of take out some chaff. Or as long as you're doing it in a safe way, uh, you obviously want to hide him in deployment from all of your big beefy war machines as well, uh, mm-hmm. because that seventeen nineteen, um, as well as a giant big dragon on the tabletop, will actually be a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have to protect him a little bit in those first couple of turns before you can really dive him into the ice cream. Yeah, and I think he can't take out units by himself in one round either, because it's only 10 attacks, and while he will do a good number, it'll be a risky nerve roll mm. to take it off, so... That's right. Either That's charge right. softened things or lower nerve, really. As far as big, beefy flying yep. dragons, demons, and those kinds of things are concerned, uh, the thing that sets the elven ones apart is that they've got elite, and it does just make them mm. significantly more reliable. Because I don't know how many times I've charged in with like a 10 attack monster, That's especially the ones that are melee four, but even the ones that are melee three, sometimes you just whiff you're like all right i need like six or seven wins to break this thing or something and it's very likely that you would just fluff your dice in that kind of circumstance and dragon lord's just even more reliable than any other dragon lord in that in this particular instance Mm. because he's got that elite it really matters so it's solid choice a lot of points but it's hard to go wrong if you're like flying monsters really Mm -hmm. yeah no it's always handy to have in your list um particularly in the larger point games where you need a nutcracker um, but we'll jump into the first of the, what are they, unique sort of units, which is the Avatar of the Green Lady. Um, so she's had a couple of tweaks along the ways, but she still flies, so she's still speed 10, uh, melee 5, no range attack, uh, defense 5, got no unit strength still, uh, has the singular one attack with a nerve now of 13.15 and 150 points. Now she's got balance fly individual inspiring pathfinder regeneration five plus uh she's got heal six as well what do you what do we think uh depending on the list i think she's pretty good i don't think she'll be dying in her games is because defense five speed 10 so you can get around the place and regen five mm-hmm. um, pathfinder means you can hide in forests and healing up all your big trees with that heal six it's not usually hard to keep mm-hmm. individual speedy characters alive in the first place but with the regen and the d5 mm-hmm. yeah i agree she's not dying unless you yep. bluff it and it's not a massive points investment for that at 150 um i probably wouldn't go any higher than that otherwise it would just be too much but because all she does is heal because she doesn't fight. But the the balance is okay, because if I remember correctly, that's either Radiance of Life or Cloak of Death. You get to choose that each turn. Yes, that's right. Yep. Cool. So if you can maybe flip, fly around the back of an army, heal if they're, if they're in the... Um, in the fight because it's only 12 inch range and then also be dealing damage with cloak of death so double roll there mm. Mm. Th- as yeah, is often the sold. case as is often the case with healing kind of units 
if you've got like a critical mass of heal, it's so good. It's like they charge your nasty anvil unit and do eight wounds and don't quite break it. And then you just heal it all back. Like it's super demoralizing. That's like the Empire of Dust experience. So mm. the Avatar of the Green Lady, I think if you've got an Archmage cruising around with healing as well and maybe a Inspiring Talisman or something like that and like healing is like your thing, I think she's fabulous by herself just cruising about not dying and healing six every turn it might not be enough value for you if 150 points mm-hmm. it depends on the game a little bit but you want tough units and you want other healers around i think that's when she'll really shine if you're just doing like speedy elf shooty stuff or whatever where like if your unit gets charged it's going to die anyway she's not going to be that effective in that kind of army yeah yeah, it's pretty much the the grind list that you want her mm. in. So that's where you've got your trees that are giving radiance of life, the green lady that's giving radiance of life and a heal. This big death star of inspired, unkillable nonsense. Also, I thought Avatar was a blue lady. No, that's the sequel. The green lady's the sequel. Oh, right, cool. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Cute. What's next? Elric Nisline. Nisline? <laughs> yes. Elric. Elric is a uh, fabulous hero spellcaster. Speed 7, so uh, particularly swift for an elf. Uh, movement, sorry, melee 2 and uh, defense 5, uh, range dash. So awesome stats. Uh, unit strength nothing, 6 attacks, dash 14, bold as brass, old, is old Elric, um, and uh, 160 points. So very pricey. Let's hope he's got some good abilities. Crushing strength one, <laughs> elite melee, nice. So he basically never never misses because he's two plus with elite. Awesome. Crush one, uh, individual, inspiring, mighty pathfinder and wayfire. And then he's also got cheeky fireball eight. So he's a elf uh, king basically, but he 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 sneaks in there with the extra attack. He effectively has the. Uh, shard bane for free because he's got melee too mm. so he's he's sort of like quite comparable to the elven king in quite a lot of ways but his stats are just a little bit little bit juicier and then he's got that fireball yeah and uh the wayfire rule means that that fireball applies shattering they could have just well. had fireball eight in brackets shattering <laughs> yeah or just like fireball 10 and just same basically the same thing as shattering anyway he's a fair bit more expensive than the king, though. Yeah, 160 points. But by the time, you got to give the king the shard blade. So I guess the king with fireball 8 for 10 points is probably not as bad. Diadem of Dragonkind's 30. So you give him the yeah. diadem and the shard blade, he's 145. And that's pretty much equivalent. So what you're getting there is you're getting dash 14 nerve, which is a weird nerve because the regular Elven King is 13, 15. So he's actually got a higher high end, mm. but a lower. <laughs> he can't get wavered, which is a bit weird. Hmm. So 15 points, you're getting an attack and a speed. And that's about it, really. I guess yeah. you're getting also the uh, shattering on the fireball. So if for some reason you yeah. wanted to take an Elven King with a shard blade and the diadem of Dragonkind, probably worth an extra cheeky <laughs> few points to take Elric. But uh, if you're going to take a good Elven King with the good stuff, then like the good old uh, sparkly pony. Yep. Yeah, just do that. It's 150 points. It's 10 points less. It's better. Sure, we're going to get yep. a fireball, but it's just more maneuver. It's better. Yep. Okay, so we'll just go to the last entry. Finally, the last hero, Nimue Waydancer. Uh, so, speed 6, melee 5, no range, defense 4. 
One attack, 214 on the nerve, 150 points. And she has Cloak of Death, individual inspiring for Verdant only. Stealthy and has Wanderer of the Ways. Uh, and she's got a bunch okay. of spells. Fireball 10, Heal 4, Surge 4, and Wind Blast 5. And she is also Verdant, so she can uh, make use of the vicious. Daddy's Vicious Aura. And Wanderer of the Ways special rule. So before you give it an order... You can increase her speed to 10 and uh, give her fly as well for that turn. She can also cast uh, at the double, yeah. Yes, that is a big big thing. So you can go 20 and still cast spells for that turn. Well, it's actually, I love this sort of thing. So you know how it's very, wind yeah, it's very unlike uh, other units to be able to get in positions to wind blast correctly. This is the one thing that you could mm. actually wind blast something closer or push it get behind them, fly behind the unit, push them towards your front line, then surge them in. Um, so you could actually play some shenanigans there. Alternatively, as a really defensive move, you could pop over and do your heal. Well, it's probably only heal four, so it's not that big of a deal. Fireball 10, that's another option that you could chip away some wounds at one of those mages that's just in a back line with really low nerve. Mm. I guess the only problem with zipping off and doing that Trixie move is the next turn she speed six again yeah. and out and out yeah. of place she's still a speed mm. sp- six individual though like she's pretty hard to to catch mm-hmm. you'd have to position her poorly i think for her to be in a spot where she yeah. can't and then just run i, out I think way. so as well mm. i think she's be i think she's cool i think actually comparing it i didn't do this when i first looked over the list but now that you guys are talking about it comparing old Animui, Animui mm-hmm. with the windborn I, I feel like the windborn also do because what you said so mm-hmm. where she like gets in position and then wind blast something that's kind of all the windborn yep. do for 15 extra points and yeah they wind blast a bit more reliably and do it every turn i guess but if you want to wind blast something Thing. she does that but then she does heaps of other stuff too she also heals surges yeah turn three four where everything's really engaged and then you use the wanderer of the ways and just fly up and get your cloak of death in the perfect position where she can't be charged in the following turn does a fireball or a surge or a heal or whatever um she can actually put out a lot of damage with that aura just from being in the right position at the right time. Mm. Hard pick for me, though. Mm. She's awesome. I love her. I wish I'd taken her on my list. I didn't, but I wish I did now. She's got cloak of the, she's got the old mm. cloak of D as well. She just gets in there and she flaps a big old D around and goes, come at me. I'm going to wind blast that. I'm going to heal that. I'm going to surge that, move that over there. I'm going to fireball that. There's just so much cool stuff. Uh, I'm a little bit with Benson here. It's-, it's nice, but I can't, yeah. All right. What we might do is we'll take a... Final break, and when we come back, we'll chat allies and lists. The nobility of the Fae, if they can be considered as such, do not take the title of queen, prince, or king, as with their more arrogant cousins. Instead, they consider it is their ultimate duty to guard the forests and the pathways that crisscross Panathor, and as such, adopt titles such as Custodian of the Ways, Rarely, one of these champions will stir a mighty barkworm from its slumber, a sight to rival the famous dragon lords of Alandor. Okay, this home stretch, allies. Um, I don't think it needs. I don't think it needs it. But if you were going to take something, it would be uh, because this is. I think it's a neutral army, so you could take something from, uh, say. Throw out some hypotheticals here, some undead or abyssal dwarfs to get some extra crushing mm. strength, which is, well, as I've said about six hundred times, it's where the weakness mm. is. It's got a, 
a bit of everything though, other than like like it it's not I don't even think that's really where the weakness is in a way. It, I mean it can be, depends on the list of course, but you can take a bunch of grindy kind of super tough bashy units in the form of the tree friendos. Or you can take really fast, high-impact units. You can take a really shooty army. You can take a really maneuverable mm. army. You can take pretty much everything. Uh, cheap, cheap-ass, like, chaffy infantry that are, you know, throwaways, I think, more the thing that the list lacks because, you know, it's elves. But then they've got panthers. So. Yeah, the panthers is, like... You could take a bunch of panthers, that's right. You don't even really need the cheap throwaway infantry. But if for some reason you were playing a scenario where you just needed a lot more cheap unit strength and you wanted all your speedy, mm. sneaky elves to do that kind of stuff, maybe you'd ally in a bunch of regiments of, like, meathead goblins or something. But mm. Just as objective colors yeah i think they're pretty fine i can't be bothered with alloys yeah not with this list anyway it's got a bit of everything yeah you just don't need them all right so let's get into lists uh i think we settled on 1995 just to make things interesting because if you go on to 2300 you can take Uh, whatever it doesn't really matter so for i made a 2000 list because i couldn't take five points Well, I'll start off with my list first, which is a pretty standard tree list in my eyes. Uh, so we have two troops of Boss Grace, a regiment of Boss Grace, a horde of Forest Guard, a regiment of Glade Stalkers, three hordes of Forest Shamblers, just a troop of Panthers, and then we've got the Wiltfather, mainly for the Cloak of Death, uh, not Cloak of Death, the uh, Aura mm-hmm. on Verdant. And an elven archmage with inspiring banechant, lightning, and a horse. Uh, so th- the point there is to make use of vicious, because just about everything is verdant apart from the forest guard and glade stalkers. But the archmage can banechant whatever it wants because of the fast horse and the lightning bolt. I felt like I needed yeah. some sort of range damage just to finish off weakened foes. And the glade stalkers are there to sit up the back and hold quarters and objective or whatever. Yeah. What unit strength is that? Um, 22. 11. With 11 that's units. pretty solid. Yeah. That's pretty solid. It's, it's a solid base. So that's really just going and embracing that aura, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I just think and it's... the race with Vicious and Shamblers, as well as the backup mm. of Banechant, should be yeah. fairly punchy. Well, for... Mo- I think the, the, the race and the shamblers are like cool to play together in a way because the shamblers are like these solid anvily slow units and the race are these kind of speedy damagey units so it would be a bit more dynamic that, to play than just like a, a mad tree death star yeah. which is one way that you can play it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and yes. there's a lot of dry brushing in that <laughs> army which I like about yeah. it. Easy to Did you have any items yeah. at all? Uh, apart from the inspiring talisman, no. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so I guess for my 1995 mm-hmm. list, I started off with some tall spears, just a regiment of those. I went with the horde of forest guard with the brewer's strength, uh, two regiments of archers, one of those with fire oil because I had the extra five points. Uh, the forest shamblers, I went one regiment and two hordes, uh, all vanilla, uh, two troops of Gur panthers mm-hmm. just for chaff. Uh, the wilt daddy, naturally, he came in. Um, and then I went with the army standard bearer with the loot and two archmages one with the boomstick so lightning bolt eight effectively and the other one with inspiring talisman and bane chant two so your standard mage setup there. Uh, yeah i didn't go lightning bolt five on the second one 
uh, just purely on the points and I just wanted him to be just that inspiring source. So he's like an expensive loot. He's, he's expensive version of the standard bearer yeah, with the loot, that's right? Because right. he's exactly the same. He's yeah, just and I couldn't have two and, uh, army standard bearers with loots. So, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. So you like that. Actually, what is the difference in points between those two, right? So you got uh, army 15, standard with loot is... Okay, so they're fairly close. Interesting. Yeah, well, I guess you can very reliably get those spears or, um, you know, any other unit, I guess, for that matter. Just get that Bane Chan on them and get yeah. it a bit harder. Yeah. It's cool. So I think just yep. particularly with tall spears um, and the forest shamblers, they need more crushing. Um, so they just struggle to get through anything. The forest guard on mm. the charge at uh, crushing strength two or thunderous one, crushing one, they're okay. Um, but the Shamblers struggle to grind through defense five, six. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say that both your armies are kind of the, like, they're not slow exactly, but they take the charge, recover, counter charge, and hit really hard on the counter charge kind of armies? Yep. Scout sort of changes that a little bit. But yeah, I think the way the, to, to play it mm-hmm. is so obviously scouting up your Shamblers. You get your Wild Panthers um, to be either going straight through to avoid that first charge mm-hmm. or to set up the only one charge that you may want. And then. Mm-hmm. Uh, counter charge after the Panthers are dead sort of thing. So I think that's sort Makes of sense. the play style I was going for. Cool. But if they have like a bunch of flies and cavalry and stuff like <laughs> shooting, then they're, st- they're going to kill your Panthers and then you're still going to be in a similar spot where you take the that's charge right, and yeah. counter charge. And you should right, be able to like, take it with a lot mean, of fears. doesn't mean you're going to yeah. do bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you got tough stuff for sure. That's cool. So for an elven army, I'd say both your armies are, you know, quite different to what maybe we think of as elves, or maybe what I think of as elves. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not what we all think. Sylvan. But uh, yeah, counterpunch kind yeah. of guys. So my Sylvan... So what, where's the word Sylvan come from? What does that mean? It, it's it's not something that Mantic made up. It's sort it? of like something, golden, mean, but not as good. Right, gotcha. I thought it meant something foresty. Anyway, so I have a horde of forest guard as well. They don't have an item. Wish they did, but here we are. We've got a river guard tree leapers because I'm an elite gamer. Mm-hmm. I've got a regiment of those guys. Um, love that unit. I feel like they're, for some reason, the main pull to me, this whole army for me. I want those little froggy boys. Kindred glade stalkers. I have a troop of them. I've got a kindred archers regiment to chill on backward objectives and such and then i've gone windborne uh-huh. trooper windborne to go send windy arrows your way i've got two regiments of silver breeze cavalry mm. i've got a Stormwind cavalry unit with jesse's boots even though i said <laughs> <laughs> caterpillar was bolted on i was five points short so here we are again <laughs> i've got an elven archmage similar to benson's one that's got inspiring talisman lightning bolt horse and wind Ooh. blast instead Ooh. of bane chant we're getting blasty in this place didn't realize this was a power list and then last <laughs> last, <laughs> last but not least i've got a dragon lord with nice. a brew of sharpness so he's a 350 point mofo that auto hits and uh yeah deals out 10 crushing three mcdougals Hmm. so this army is quite different to your two armies which i like i like that we went down these very windswept Uh, it's not perhaps quite as powerful maybe i don't know but it's i think it's not bad like you've you've got a really punchy horde in the forest guard you got you got wind blast 13 in total which does a little bit of damage so and it's got quite a bit of shooting across the army. It's got five shooting units, so it likes to maneuver and be a cheeky elf and just keep doing the fire and fleas. This is meant to be like a fire and flea style of army. And then once you get close, after you've been peppered with elves and 
Every time you like think you're cool, units in charge range, it's wind blast your ass out of there. Then right when you're in trouble, the, the frogs jump in and the frogs are like, what? And you got to charge the frogs. And then, uh, yeah, then you're in trouble because all of a sudden you're being countercharged by a dragon lord and, uh, and a unit of silver, uh, Stormwind mm. Cavalry. So I think it's actually not a terrible list, but it's very focused around... It's not a gun line. For elite gamers it's only. A, yeah. It's elite gamers only, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's full maneuver. It's maneuver and shoot and pepper. Yeah, it's Mongolian, it's fabulous. And just to answer your question, Sylvan is actually a word, and it means consisting of or associated with woods. That's right. And it's uh, from medieval Uh Latin. There you go. Mm. Which is Sylvanus. There you go, that makes a lot of sense. Write that down, listeners. (laughs) Glad we learnt that. Glad we learnt here today. I think that's it. So yeah, Sylvan Kin. Not bad. Very difficult list to write because of Mm. the amount of heroes there are. The entire list half of it is heroes yeah and all three of us only had like a couple of heroes in our list <laughs> I think you had the most Selic at three yeah three it? or four wasn't it so I had we all took yeah, a fatty Will daddy naturally um, was in there the army standard bearer and two archmages so four yeah mm. but you can rely on Selic to take yeah know, like lots and lots of magic items well as yeah I think even in I this list I think three magic us. items yeah. I took <laughs> four five yeah that's conservative for you. Yeah, it is conservative for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they're cool units. It's because so many of them have Pathfinder and stuff already, right? So yeah. you don't need yeah. to bolt anything on. All right. I think we've gone on long enough. Let us know if you think we are wrong. I doubt it. I think you'll agree with us wholeheartedly. Yes. <laughs> but otherwise, thanks for listening. Um, it's good to actually get back in recording mm. again, I think. Yeah, it's good to be back. Lovely to talk to you all. Uh, don't take anything I said to heart because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah. Wind blast and uh, Nimue the way dancer. Get on it. That's your way to victory, you guys. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers, guys. Although the beings of the forests tend not to take interest in the affairs of mortals, a few beings are affected by the continual destruction of the green places of the world. The forests bring life to the world, and they can also bring death. The most powerful of these beings is the ancient tree herder known as the Wilt Father. All beings are doomed to die, and it is the Wilt Father who brings this fate to them, draining the life force of all in their presence. While some may see them as a cruel being who strides alongside the forces of the Green Lady, in truth, they are a kind soul. To the Wilt Father, life is a struggle and death is the release. Twitter, yes indeed, more than a game, it's a lifestyle, yes sir, hope you realize that the math hammer doesn't work, <laughs> we give the people what they desire, Australian war gaming podcast, direct misfire, you don't want to miss a thing, yeah we got plenty more, if you're ready let's go, stay tuned, that's for sure, Hey.